I, I love the premise of the show. Smart people talking about dumb shit. I think it's dumb people talking about smart shit. Oh, we go where we not supposed to go, baby. The Brand Is Podcast. Yep, Charlemagne the God. Andrew Schultz, we already have the text, Chris. We are, uh, we did. It's your Chris, fault. <laughs> Chris got the most fire sneaker collection for a dad ever. I mean, it's unbelievable. He just comes in with sneaky heat every single day. He's got nice dad shoes. And they're nah, comfortable. Nah, that's not even dad shoes. Chris got it. Chris got it. That's heat heat? That's heat heat. Okay. Okay. Uh, welcome to another week of the Brilliant Idiots podcast. How we feeling, guys? Feeling good. How are you? I feel blessed, black, and highly favored, man. That's um, good. LeBron James just got swept. Whew. Thoughts. Whew. Let's get right to it. Whew. Yo, it's it's really interesting because when you watch highlights of Jokic, um, everything looks lucky. <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> you know what it I mean? Does. Like every highlight I see, I'm like, oh, it that's does. Just pure luck. It does. And everything looks like that shot LeBron shot when he was like he was trying to throw an alley oop and it went in. And it and went in. That's yeah. yes, yes. So does. you're like this guy can't be that good because he just keeps getting lucky and I'm just seeing highlights. Mm-hmm. But then you actually watch the game and even though he's he's in slow-mo and he got the highest dribble, he just finds a way to be so fucking effective and elite. It's unbelievable. And it shows me how much being in the right market uh, can do for you because Jokic has been a two-time MVP and nobody's realizing how good he is until right now because we've been watching his games <laughs> so much yep. in prime time. Right market? Bro. Right market and um, or winning a championship. Winning a championship. So we, with Giannis, Giannis was doing that in Milwaukee for so long and we knew it. Mm-hmm. But when he made that run and won a ring, everybody's like, yo, that guy is incredible. And the tricky thing about Jokic is like his game doesn't really lend itself to highlights. Like you've seen a big man throw a cool pass. You're like, oh, that's cool. But it doesn't need to be on SportsCenter Top 10. Yeah. And then you see the stat sheet and it's crazy. Stupid. And you're like, whoa, Stupid. this guy's really controlling the game. I wonder if he's like a, and again, I didn't get to watch enough of this. And I don't even think, Chris, you were old enough to watch. But like like the way that they said Bill Russell could control a game. But he's way more offensively savvy than Russell. But defensively and rebounding, what Bill Russell could do to a game, the way he could dominate it. Is that what Jokic is doing? Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I can't really think, maybe Olajuwon. Without the assist, Elijah yeah, Wan didn't have yeah, the pass, yeah, and he had a yeah. little bit more scoring. Elijah was, was way more fluid, he was so athletic. Yes, yeah, like, way more athletic. Yeah, I don't know. This, I mean, Jokic moves like one of them, like uh, elephant robots in Star Wars. Do you know the ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's just slow and plodding. Yeah, but there's something about him where he's always balanced. Yeah, so he never has to like pick up his dribble without knowing what he's doing, and he's just like. So unassuming. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing, too. It's like, even no, no matter how good he is or how many games we see him dominate, you still sleep on him when he's out there. Every single bit. time. Right now, I'm <laughs> sleeping on him. <laughs> and you know he won. Bro. And he's in shape because he looks pudgy and he looks slow. But the, the guy, the, I don't think he took a minute off last night. I think Tyson Fury of basketball? Is he in shape? Tyson, no, Tyson Fury's not in shape. Tyson Fury of basketball? He might be the Tyson Fury of basketball. Tyson Fury of basketball, yeah. He might be the Tyson Fury of basketball. Tyson Fury of basketball. You want to know something wild about this? So the the, uh, president of the Nuggets, the guy who put together this team, Mm -hmm. right, is not the current president. He left to go take the job in Minnesota. Right. Right? But he put together this team. Jamal Murray tears his ACL, what is it, like a year or two ago? Yeah. And it took him like a whole year to come back. Yeah. So... The new president of the team is going to get all the credit for doing nothing. 
Damn. Like they, they they didn't even they didn't match uh, Tim Connolly's contract, right? So he t- and he had the offer up in Minnesota. So he's like, I got to do what's right for my family. Yeah, I got to go take it. The team he put together with the same coach, That's all crazy. the same stars, all the same trades, the the whole thing, everything that he put in place could win the championship. And then he's not going to get the credit for that because he's with another team. And, and, and he went on to make one of the worst trades of all time once he got there. Which is? The Rudy Gobert trade. Why is that a bad trade? Uh, it's not working. It's only yeah. been a year. It's a year. It looks bad. And they gave up like five firsts and a lot of young talent. Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that whole seven first round picks or whatever the fuck it was. So what was the idea? The idea is like a super dominant big. Twin like, Towers. Twin Carl Twin Anthony mm-hmm. Towns. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's just a really tricky thing. You could see how having a big creates crazy matchup difficulties if they're as skilled as Jokic. Yeah, which is what? One in a million? That's the thing. <laughs> like, that's the thing. If you're like, not as skilled as Jokic. Now, here's the thing. Carl maybe Anthony, Embiid might be close. Yeah. But even, I'll be honest with you, with Embiid, I think Embiid found a game too late. What you mean? They say that with, with smaller players... They find the game, and with bigger guys, the game finds them. Mm. You're walking around six six in fucking middle school. All of a sudden, the high school coach is walking up to you, going, "Have you played basketball before?" Try, you know. And because of that, they just don't log the same amount of hours. You look at a guy like Kyrie Irving, right, who has had two hundred thousand hours just dribbling a basketball. He has been in every possible situation. It is impossible to rattle Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Outside of like watching YouTube videos at two in the morning, there is nothing that could like <laughs> blow his mind on a basketball court. You you send a double team to him, you send a triple team to him. He's already thinking four moves ahead. He's out of there. He is a absolute basketball genius, right? Because he's been playing since he's a fucking toddler. You don't think it's nothing that Garado Kyrie? Maybe Kyrie just ain't heard the right trash talk. What does he have to? What What do you have to say? Anti-Semite, like the whole crowd just chanting. Oh, I think that's when he starts dropping bucks. Yeah, like they really, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to scare him, be like the Jews are coming. It's my time now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like I think a lot of times with the the bigger players, and I think Jokic is the exception. Is the bigger players they start to get rattled in the playoffs? Yeah, because when you throw certain things at them, they just haven't had the hours of play against it like a young player has. When a guy like Jokic, he plays the game like he's been playing since he's two years old. Hmm. Like that's the only thing he's done his entire life. Yeah, and so, I think he started playing late, if I'm not mistaken. Jokic, I thought I read that nah, somewhere. Not nah, as a kid. He them did? motherfuckers oh. out there only play basketball and soccer. There's oh, okay, like two okay. sports. Where is he from again? Slovenia or whatever. He's Serbian. Serbian? Yeah. Let me double check. But still, like, that's what you do. Especially if you're tall over there, you're, yeah, playing, yeah, you're yeah. playing basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, man. And also, too, I think what this playoffs is showing us is, like, that whole era of pairing superstars, that shit was never really going to work. And you have to have a team. Miami's a great basketball team. The Nuggets are a great team. Those players have spent time together. There's a system there. Oh, right? you're saying chemistry over superstars. Chemistry over superstars all day. Because we really haven't seen the super team thing work. Yes. When oh, Miami? The, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. No, Warriors, that was, not, why do we say Lakers. that? That was done through the draft. Like, KD came into a system that was already there. Like, that was a plug-and-play system. Harrison Barnes was giving people buckets before KD came. All they did was sign KD in free agency and place them in a system. Okay, okay, okay. 
So, so Boston, I, the big three. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's a thing. There's a thing we have to look here. So, are you saying that it doesn't count as having a super team if there are superstars that have come up within the? Yeah. Circle? If it's through the draft, okay. if it's through the system, because like Golden State Warriors was a super team. They just developed those. Absolutely. Players. Like Dray- Draymond is a team. second round pick. Still like Jokic. Yes. You know what I mean? But he is he, especially in his heyday, was a superstar. Because of that system. I think he is a superstar. No, no, I mean that sincerely. I think now is Yes, not- he is. But but I think that system helps him a lot. Of course, of course, of course. I'm not taking away from the system, I'm not taking away from the coaching. What I'm saying is they had the arguably the two greatest shooters to ever be on the That's same right. team. That's right. And then you add KD to that mix. And then you have the greatest offensive player in history. Like that is a super team. It just like you were saying was developed with, from within for the most part. And because of that, they have this kind of innate. That's chemistry. right. That team won a championship and went 73 and nine before Katie came there. No, no, there's no <laughs> doubt. I, we're on the same page with that. I, I just thought you were saying just because you have superstars doesn't mean you're going to win. You can win with superstars as long as they're baked in. You got to have role players, man. Because yeah. think about it. They put the heat together. Son, the they heat. damn near gutted that team to put the heat together. Think about the heat right now. Their star two guard is injured, yep. Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their star six man is injured, Hero. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Yep. Two of their most recognizable players aren't even playing, and they're an eighth seed that is going to be in the championship. Yes. Great system. Great system. And Great an coaching. An incredibly unique super talent in Jimmy Buck. Jimmy's different. He is an incredibly unique super talent. I saw uh, Ryan Davis and I saw other people saying that, because Ryan never believed in the will to win thing, which I think is crazy, mm-hmm. right? But you can't believe in it if you've never seen it. Right. But he said watching Jimmy Butler makes him believe everything he didn't believe about Michael Jordan. Yeah, that was wow. The things yeah. we used to say about when we say Michael Jordan had a, a undeniable will, will to, to win. win when yeah. Michael was on the court, it didn't matter what the score yeah. was. Yeah. You knew Michael was going to find a way to win the game. That's how people are looking at Jimmy Butler. Yeah. But it's not Michael Jordan level, guys. And when you have that will to win, it makes the players around you play. Absolutely. Because that's, that's what Butler's doing. And what, what do you mean by that? That's like, interesting. He's playing so hard that everybody around him, they don't ball like that, but everybody's balling. Yeah, we and, forget Jimmy was hurt. So are you saying that they're seeing his effort and they're trying to match his effort? Or are you saying that his dominance makes them feel more confident and then they can play? I think it's all of it. Combination of both. I yeah. think it's a combination of all yeah. of that. Like that's what Michael had. Michael had an undeniable will to win. He was already better than everybody on the court. Yeah. But it was just something about his DNA that was like, I'm not losing this game. Yeah. Y'all come with me. Yeah. But his, his teammates were terrified of him. I don't think the Heat are terrified of Butler. You don't think so? No. I Maybe think not. Yeah, you're right. It's a different yeah. energy. I it think... feels a lot more like we. Right. The, the Miami Heat feel like we, where everybody ho- still holds each other accountable. Like, don't be lazy, don't fuck up. But right. we're in this together. And the Bulls were, it, it's like everybody was attached to the greatest athlete in the history of But it was still a we there, though. Athletics. It was still a we. Like the Bulls, we don't, I don't know why we don't, we talk about Michael and Pippen, but don't talk about 
they're amazing role players that they had yeah, throughout Tony that Kukoc. whole run. There's like who coach yeah. Rodman, Horace Grant. I think that those guys get Paxton, PJ Armstrong, Steve. Now, now, Kerr. now you're getting a little crazy, but but <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel those guys get credit. Paxton and Armstrong and Kerr. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had they actually saved the Bulls a couple of times. Kerr and Paxton definitely. No, they did their job, which was to hit open three. That's right. They didn't save the Bulls. Michael Jordan saves them by being down 12 and then bringing them within Absolutely. two points with three seconds. Absolutely. You know, I'm not, you know what's so interesting? This is a good point. Yeah. Rob Parker was on Breakfast Club. Okay. Rob Parker was saying he can't put Steph Curry as the greatest shooter of all time because he said if you had to pick between Ray Allen, Steph Curry, and Reggie Miller, four seconds left, who would you give the ball to to hit the final shot? And he was saying Reggie and uh, Ray have done that more. And I'm like, well, by that logic, Robert Ory is the greatest shooter of all time. <laughs> right. By right. that logic. Great fucking point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Great fucking point. Like, yeah, that's not how we're judging greatest shooters. No. Time. If we want to have a clutch conversation, we could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah clutch yeah. conversation is a very different conversation. Mm. You're going to start having to put different people in there. I mean, Kobe, Braun, yes. incredibly clutch. And what's funny is in the beginning of his career, everybody was talking about how he was a choke artist. Turns out, statistically, there's only one person that's hit more fourth-quarter go-ahead buckets in the last uh, three minutes or whatever, the way you define a clutch shot is. I think it's I about think when it's, you hit them, though. I think it's cool. Well, that's what I'm saying, within the last three minutes. No, I'm saying it's, I think it's about when you hit them. If it's the last three minutes of game 42 in the regular season. Uh, yeah, yeah, playoff games. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's playoffs and <laughs> yeah. NBA finals, it's different. That's when legends are made. Well, I think nobody's done it to the level of Reggie Miller. And maybe I felt that more because I'm a Knicks fan, but like, Reggie's ability to shoot the ball in clutch situations was unprecedented. Well, we hold people to moments, right? And I realized that when LeBron and the Lakers were down 3-0 and everybody was like, "He's, you know how he gets. <laughs> no, we don't. He's done yeah. this one time yeah. <laughs> against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. We don't know how he gets. Well, Reggie Miller, even though he was super clutch, but it's that we, everybody thinks about that one time when he hit the three and stole the ball and hit another three with yeah. Five seconds left with some shit I'm like, like that. I'm, what was it? Seven points in four seconds. Oh yeah. my god! But he, he had a crazy one on Jordan, and yep. towards the end of his career, he had two or three crazy ones on the Nets in the playoffs. I mean, he was very consistent. He was that clutch. dude. Yeah. He was nah, that. Nah, Reggie was phenomenal. He yeah. was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. LeBron said he's considered considering retirement. Yo, can I ask a question real quick? Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a height component to clutch shooting. What do you mean? It's easier to get your shot off when you're 6'11 or whatever Robert Ory is. When you're 6'7 going up against like a 6'2 guard like uh, Reggie Miller was. When you're 6'7 or 6'6 like Kobe or Jordan. Like Steph, it's, it's objectively harder for him to get his shot Hell off. Hell yeah. And he can do it effectively during the game, but maybe in those clutch moments, because I think that's what some people are saying right now. They're like, oh, Steph has missed, uh, he's over 12 in clutch go-ahead yeah, baskets yeah. or whatever. But I wonder if like these guys that we see as clutch shooters just get a much clearer shot at the end of the game by proxy of how much taller they are than the guys defending them. You know what's so crazy? Ray Allen was like 6'6". Six, six, Yo, six, I, don't, I don't see Ray as a clutch shooter. Really? I, really? He only hit that corner three. But see that go he had that a signature clutch shot at UConn. Those are the two. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I forgot Moments. about the college thing. And then the the one in the corner, I'm like, yeah, you hit it, but it's the easiest shot to hit in the NBA. A corner three, you, you're talking about foul line extended. Like it's not like a big, 
Like, you should hit an open clutch. It moment. fluid how he caught it in one. Yo, one all the credit in the world, but I'm not putting him up there with Reggie and Kobe because he hit that one. Right. Reggie and Kobe were getting theirs. Mm-hmm. Like, Ray got a yeah, tip yeah, yeah, rebound yeah, yeah. thrown to him, and I can't throw you up there with the goats for that. I mean, Jordan jumped up in Ray the was air. a phenomenal shooter, though. No, 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 no. There's no question he's yeah, a phenomenal yeah. shooter. But, like, Jordan jumped up against Cleveland, jumped up in the air, waited for the white guy to fall, <laughs> then shot it. That's fucking buckets. You right? did that a bunch of times. Byron Russell in the final. Those are the things we remember, but yeah. that's what I mean. It's about when you do it. The reason Ray has that clutch, uh, you know, uh, stigma yeah. is because of the college shot. It's because of uh, yeah. Miami. Jordan been doing that since college. Yeah, I remember remember North the UNC Carolina. shot yep. finals. Uh, that's the championship game. Like, yep. yep, yeah, yeah. When you get it, you get it. Yeah, I think it's like, who are you most afraid of? Like, I'm I, I'm afraid of Michael Jordan with that basketball. I'm afraid of Kobe Bryant with that basketball. I'll be honest, I got Bird. PTSD. Yo, son, Bird, bro, Bird, Bird, Bird you are not getting... blocking the shot. Bird kind of getting lost in the in the sauce, man. Yo, but that's life, bro. That's the crazy Bird thing. Bird might be number two behind Jordan. I hate to say it. You, yo, yo, I hate it. If you don't you, stop, yo, yo, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Have you have you guys heard that? Have you guys heard the story? <laughs> have you guys heard the story? The uh, Bird story. Uh, they come out of the huddle. There's a uh, there's a uh, one second left or something like that. One second left. Down by down by one. Uh, Dennis Johnson is going to be inbounding. Okay. Uh, play gets written up by the coach. And it's going to Danny Ainge, okay? So DJ, Dennis Johnson, is like, okay, I got to get the ball to Ainge. DJ's a rookie, I think, right? The ball's got to go to Danny Ainge, got to go to Danny Ainge. That's what it is. They break the huddle. Uh, Bird goes, okay, let's do this. Everybody breaks. As they're walking onto the floor, Bird walks up to DJ, goes, just give me the ball. And <laughs> DJ goes, what? He goes, just give me the ball, right? So DJ's a fucking rookie, right? He's about to defy his coach in a last-second shot situation. It's like, what the fuck do I do? Uh, gets the ball inbound, gets to the bird, bird hits the game, win a shot, done. Danny Ainge is fucking furious. <laughs> and it's like that, but that's bird. That's bird. That dude. The bird listen, bird is dope. I you know I was I was alive for bird. I saw bird, but t- number two behind Jordan. Stop. I'm gonna say this as a like, Magic Eight is lunch. Did he? <laughs> what you talking I about? Know. I, I mean the Celtics beat the Mag- Listen, Magic the Celtics said beat Bird is the greatest of all time. Not until second. Michael came around. No, no, no. That was when Michael was playing. Magic no, he did. They know he did. Magic. Now, that, now that's a no, little slight to Jordan too. No, he did. Yeah, no. I, I don't think, agree. No, no. I think that's Magic going. This is my number one competitor, to, yeah. so I'm going to give it to the guy that I battled with. Yeah. Magic beat him in college. Beat him. In, I mean, even though they did beat the Lakers too in the finals, but uh, Lakers beat them in the finals like what twice? Yeah, but Magic had a much better team. Like, it's like nah, Bird did had he? a good team. Bird had a good team. Bird, yo, that Celtics was beef. Just name the other guy. Kevin that, McHale. No, 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 name the other guy that happens to be on the Lakers. Kareem. James Worthy. Kareem. Say that one again. Kareem. Who is arguably true. the greatest NBA player of all time if he wasn't such a, a dickhead true. outside of basketball. If Kareem was like a likable, fun guy outside, of basketball, he would probably still be marketed as the greatest. How likable do we want a 111-year-old man to be, yo? <laughs> like, go, like, at some yeah, point, to be what's up, man? Why yeah, do we yeah. do that to Kareem? Like, nah, but he was never, though. 
That's the thing. Some people said he was a jerk. I like Kareem, but that's the reputation he had. So yeah. never people. Also, his name is terrifying to white people. There, there's like a lot of <laughs> there's like a lot of things going he on. Was, like, he was an airplane. He had a great scene in airplane. <laughs> there you go. He was yeah. in that Bruce Lee joint too. Right. Yeah. For all we know, Kareem might have wanted to be fun, but nobody ever was fun with him. Yo, that yo, you what, know how you, you what if he had a great sense of humor? They just didn't. And get nobody him. even wanted to fight. Yeah. Oh, he's too serious. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, that's no, why you got to try down. everybody with a joke. I try everybody with a joke. Yeah. And I go. I try to go raunchy first, just to set the tone. Just to set the tone yeah. and see what they're about. Yeah. You'll be surprised. What did you say to Kareem? I'd be like, oh, man, how long have you been scaring white people with that name? <laughs> Just to see, break the ice, you know what I mean? And what do you think he would do? I have no fucking idea. What do you think? Maybe he just pulls his dick out, slaps you on the top of the head. Big <laughs> <laughs> jokes always get you there. Who? Really? Oh, yeah, he's in Dave. Kareem did an episode of Dave. I'm oh, bugging. Respect, respect. Kareem did an episode of Dave. Kareem probably been wanting to be fun <laughs> all these years, did, did and nobody's been giving him that you, fun. Did you hear the, the Kareem story he tells about Will Chamberlain? No. Because he goes, Will Chamberlain is one of the most motivating people in my life, but he was an unbelievable asshole. And the interview's like, what are you talking Pause. about? He goes, he goes, he had an unbelievable asshole. He goes, uh, he goes, I mean, one time we were in the an elevator, and uh, we're in this building, and a guy walks in, and he sees... Um, Will Chamberlain and he's excited. You know, he tries to say something funny to him, and uh, and he uh, he goes, uh, "Hey, Wilt, uh, how's the weather up there?" And Wilt looks at him and spits in his face. Is it Kareem's face? No, you don't listen. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I got so distracted because I was no. sitting there thinking, "Yeah, you got where did Schultz get these old ass NBA stories?" <laughs> nah. <Is> there, like, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> he was still thinking about that dick being slapped. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> no, okay. I'm gonna tell the story very quickly. One more time. Will so Kareem and Wilt are on the elevator. Kareem and Wilt are in the elevator. Yes. Okay. Um, a guy walks into the elevator. Third person's in the elevator. The guy looks up at Will Chamberlain, who's an absolute god, superstar, mm -hmm. and goes, "Oh my God, Will Chamberlain." He goes, uh, "Hey, how's the weather up there?" Which is like oh. a hacky joke that you say to mm -hmm. tall people. He spit on him, it's and rain. he spits on him, and he goes, "It's raining." Oh yeah, I've heard that joke from tall people before. Probably hit in the fifties though. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> so probably hitting the fifties, bro. Man. This is what's like doing. This is like doing a podcast or something. <laughs> if, if you don't make your point within one point two five seconds, his brain is a fucking parakeet. <laughs> it's the pod. He's a he's a fish. It's just it's like the oh, the food over here. What's going on? Huh? My phone. Somebody. I thrive in quick hits, man. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Let's just go fast. Bung, 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 bung. Until somebody go. says something so fucked up that we got to edit. We got to slow it down. Edit, slow it down. Is LeBron right. retiring him? Fuck no. He's just using that as leverage. It is amazing to me. He likes the drama. He, he likes to play the game. He, he, he got to change the narrative. You know if what I'm saying? If you don't get this guy mm. on the team. Change oh. the narrative. Change the narrative. So instead of y'all talking about the Nuggets sweeping me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was sitting around talking about me retiring. It's almost like uh it's almost like, you know what? I'ma leave if y'all if y'all make fun of me. That's actually <laughs> Fuck, that's brilliant. I'ma leave if y'all make fun Kill of me. Kill a story man. with a story. Yeah. Kill a story with a story. That's fucking brilliant, dude. Because the slander started to like I I, I noticed last night. Well, yeah, you can play it. Go ahead, tell me. Bro, hold on before you play it. Killing a story with a story is 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 the only way you can do it and he did it fucking masterfully that's like what fox news did remember when they had an 800 million dollar lawsuit to dominion and then they fired tucker and then nobody has talked about that dominion lawsuit mm -hmm. since 
I mean, because nobody really cares. Well, they would have fucking cared. You know who else would have cared? CNN, but they couldn't talk shit about it because they also fired Lemon. Mm. It was the perfect kill a story with a story. That right there was genius. And this is great what he's doing. We're all talking about if he's going to get Kyrie. We're all talking about if he's even going to come back. Is he going to play with Bronny? CNN killed the story with a story. Well, they both had perfect timing with that. Yeah, they did Lemon. And then like next week, Trump, baby, town hall. Hmm. You know, so now nobody talking about lemon. That's the game. You kill the story, and it's, the story. and and it's, and it's, you're pulling audience, right? Because you're like you're you're basically saying, look, I know what y'all thought about CNN in the past. We're different. We're different now. Yeah, here goes Trump. See, I told you we want to play nice with you Republicans. Yeah, you know. So play the play the clip, Taylor. Keeping my mind sharp and things of that nature. Um, being president on the floor, being president, you know, locker room and. No, bus rides and plane rides, things of that nature. Um, it's challenging, it's challenging, you know, for sure. It was a very challenging season, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, for our, for our ball club. And obviously, you know, we know what went on early on or whatever the case may be, but uh, it, was a, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool ride. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I think it was okay. I don't. I don't like to say it's a successful year because I don't play for anything besides winning championships at this point in my career. And, um, and I, don't, I don't get a kick out of making a conference appearance. I've done it a lot. And, <laughs> and it's not fun to me to not be able to be able to be a part of, uh, you know, getting to the finals. But, um but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. Appreciate it. You know what's interesting about this? Is there's this narrative now from players uh, where they're like, yo, they feel like they didn't win a championship. Like the season was a bust or whatever. And like, even in this, he says, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel good about just going to the Western Conference finals. So if that's the case, we, we can't, if we're using their logic, we shouldn't talk about the whole totality of their careers anymore. We should only talk about finals appearances, right? If the Western Conference Finals don't matter and all that other stuff don't matter, Eastern Conference Finals, we should only talk about finals appearances and when they won championships. And if you use that metric, you know, LeBron drops his, he really drops himself in the rankings. Yeah. If you're just using that metric. I think, I, yeah, I mean, to, to defend him, I think what he's saying is at this point in my career, he's like, earlier in my career, I'd be happy to even make the playoffs because I hadn't done that. But now... He's saying at the end of his career, the twilight of his career, he wants to be in the finals. But he's 20 years in. He hasn't been in the finals. When's the last time he went to the finals? The bubble? What was that three years ago? Four years ago? Hmm. <laughs> he didn't even make the playoffs like one year with the Lakers. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's a, that's a, it's a weird metric. I think LeBron does get a lot of unnecessary slander. But, you know, as I say, as I, as I, as I said this morning um, on Breakfast Club, um, with that type of greatness comes that type of slander, baby. You can't have it both ways. My therapist that's tells me that all the time. 100%. With that kind of success. That's the price of success. That's the price of success. That is literally it. If you don't have 
uh, great success, you won't have a whole lot of criticism. That but with great success, success comes great criticism. So everybody acts like LeBron gets this overwhelming amount of slander. No, he gets the amount of slander that somebody as great as LeBron James should get. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah 100%. Like, You're the guy. You've been the guy for 20 years, four championships, however many, I think with four MVPs to go with it. Like, you've been the chosen one since you were 17, 18 years old. And I'm, I know LeBron knows this. Whether or not it feels good or not, he knows that slander comes with the position 100%. that he's in. And honestly, I don't even think him getting swept in the Western Conference Finals hurts or helps his legacy. No. I think LeBron's home already. No. I think beating Steph helps. If he lost to Steph, I think that people would start to use that as an opportunity to chip away. I don't think beating Steph in the second round of the playoffs does anything for LeBron James' legacy. Beating him doesn't do anything. Losing to him did, would. You think so? Well, he's already lost to him three times in the NBA Finals. Nobody thinks Steph <laughs> is better than LeBron. I do. Right. Nobody thinks Steph is better than LeBron. I think he's the second greatest basketball player of all time. Who? Steph Curry. I've said that a million times. I think Steph Curry is the second best basketball player I've ever seen. Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Magic Johnson. Five best players I've ever witnessed on a mm. basketball court. Mm. Oh, God. Five best players I've ever seen. There's, listen. And I'm going to use one of Stephen A. Smith's arguments. <laughs> I don't even believe you. Stephen A. Smith said, Stephen A. Smith said, <laughs> Will's, uh, he said he can't put Will Chamberlain over Bill Russell. He said, even though he feels like Wilt was better than Bill, mm. He can't put Wilt over Bill because Bill beat him so much in the finals. So I asked that to Stephen A. Burbank. Well, shouldn't that same logic apply to Steph? Same exact logic. You could, Steph beat LeBron James three times in NBA finals, guys. Mm -hmm. I thought that's what we measure uh, greatness by. If you're the best, you should beat me. Multiple times. You should own me. And that's going to all. That's the only narrative that's going to always Draymond hurt LeBron. Draymond Green also beat LeBron James in the finals. Is is Draymond on, Green better than LeBron? We don't James? do that with nobody else. We don't compare a role. But if that's the case, Kyrie Irving is is Kyrie better than LeBron? Because Kyrie Kyrie averaged thirty plus points in that comeback series against Golden State. Those last three games. No, no. I guess what I'm trying to say is that. You can't just use that scenario to say that someone is better than someone else. So what's the scenario? Just b ball, just basketball. Yeah, just their skills of basketball. Okay. And their ability to win. And they have an equal ability to win, oh, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go, go, go. Ability to win. I beat you three times. But how many rings do they both have? Four. But I beat you head up three times. So why weren't you even there in the situation for me to beat you? I beat you three times. You, but why if, weren't you good enough for me to beat you in the finals? There's many years where Steph and his cohorts were not good enough for LeBron to beat him in the finals. Where the fuck were you? What are you talking about? Did, did LeBron only beat Steph in the finals to win his four rings? No, he, did LeBron only beat Steph? No, he beat... Who he beat? He beat Steph, the Spurs, and the Mavericks. Uh, not the Mavericks, he beat... I think they got one back on the Mavs, right? On the Heat. Uh, LeBron got his four rings. With, he, got his, he beat the Heat with the Lakers. And then... Spurs with the Heat once. Yeah. And somebody else. The Heat and my, my point is yeah. that there are years where Steph's team wasn't even good enough to play against LeBron. LeBron's the played 20 years. Steph played 14. 
But now you're making different arguments. Well, I guess what I'm saying is... Once the Golden State Warriors... Yeah, I think they built that team through the draft. They're punishing LeBron for his losses against Steph in the finals. They're not punishing Steph for not even being able to bring his team to the finals. That makes zero sense, and I'll tell you why. They're playing... The Western Conference was so tough, and we're acting like they didn't build the Golden State Warriors through the draft over some years. Right. But once they built... Once that nucleus of Draymond, Clay, and Steph figured it out, they've been there. Been to the finals like six times over the last, what, eight years? So it's finals appearances? Yes. Well, then LeBron wins, by your argument. <laughs> He's had more finals appearances. The Eastern Conference sucked. But forget all the finals appearances. When we played head up, I beat you three times. This is, I, I don't understand how this is a debate. Like, I beat you three times in the finals. I will always be able to have that OB. Yeah, because you're the better team. What? So what? What does it matter? I mean, was Isaiah Thomas better than Michael Jordan? There's times. Was Michael, Isaiah Thomas better than Michael Jordan because of how many times the Detroit Pistons beat the Bulls? Once the Bulls figured it out, the Pistons couldn't fucking do nothing with them. Or once the Pistons got old. Once, the, once they lost Rodman. And, like, there's a lot of okay, other arguments. And, 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 and there's times the Bulls weren't the best team in the finals. I think people forget that. I think we, 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 we look back at history and we Which say, time? this Phoenix Suns team? When Charles Barkley won the MVP that year with Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, Danny Ainge, Richard Dumas, Cedric Sabalos, that team won like 64 games that year. <laughs> what do you mean? Nobody was worried about the Phoenix Suns. Yo, that, yo, yo, <laughs> you're crazy. Yo, Come that on, year, so I thought I used to play with them in NBA Jam. Uh, they was phenomenal. Richard yeah. Dumas had like the best year of his career, averaging 21 points a game, and nobody I was like, who the fuck is Richard Dumas? Yeah. I thought the Phoenix Suns was going to beat the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun to think that because we all want the underdog to win, but it's never going to fucking happen. In any Four time. two. Barkley won the Barkley won the MVP that year. They was smoking. Carl Malone won MVPs during Jordan's reign. It was stupid, but he won it. That was a, but, but by the way, for the same that Utah Jazz team was a great team. <laughs> that Utah Jazz team was a phenomenal team, like phenomenal. Like you got John, number one, you got John Stockton, the all-time assist leader, and you got Carl Malone, the third uh, leading most uh, has scored the third most points in the NBA history. That was a phenomenal team. Like I was just arguing with somebody about this the other day. I'm like, why do we act like Michael Jordan didn't play all-world elite teams? The Lakers. I'm not saying he did. The Trailblazers the, yeah, with the Clyde Portland Drexler really and Terry Porter. What? Yeah. With Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, and all of them? That shit was phenomenal. Yeah, Even the, the Sonics team won 60-plus games that year with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Sure, but they weren't the... The Bulls weren't the underdogs. I don't know what they were against the Suns. I don't, I'm not sure about that year. I can't fact. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. All I'm simply saying is Michael beat. All of those guys, and those were elite teams. And no, yeah, they, I'm not they, and, 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 and some of those teams might, other than Michael Jordan, might have been had better role players. And he still beat them. There was no excuses. Six and no NBA finals. So you're saying that LeBron can only say he's better than Steph if he beat him all those times in the finals? I'm not saying that. I think with, the, with eyeball test, yes, LeBron James is probably a, a, a more all around player than Steph Curry. I just feel like for what I like in a basketball player, Steph Curry has those killer traits like a Kobe Bryant, a Michael Jordan, like this will to win that is just phenomenal. And he proved it. He, he won a championship without KD. KD comes, he wins two. He comes back and wins another one. That says a lot about a person to me. And he hasn't moved. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He stayed there at Golden State that whole time. Yeah, but that's easier. Is it? way harder to move to a different city, build a new team, 
have a new coach, new organization, new everything that is to stay within the same organization and build. And then, so why didn't LeBron take the coach. easy way and stay in Cleveland? Well, I think the easy way would have been to stay in Miami, not Cleveland. He went to the finals mad times in Cleveland. It seems like you're not giving Golden State any credit for the luck that they've experienced. Why is it luck? So what? So what is it for LeBron? Then? I mean, it's lucky that they drafted two guys that ended up working out. I mean, like Steph's whole career could be nothing, right? Like the guy was rolling his ankles every time he ran up the floor. He got with a good doctor, got with a good physical, whatever the fuck that is, and then rebuilt the lower parts of his body to have more strength, et cetera. Like LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his body. What are we talking about? Like all of these guys do that. Like you should get the best coaches and the best trainers and doctors. I'm just saying that it seems like you're not giving them credit for any luck. I don't know if I believe in luck in basketball. I believe it's a skill set and you build a system. Like these are like if somebody shows me on paper, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, let's just say they're all on the same team. Yeah. You know you got something there. So all what, you is gotta your do argu- what is your argument? That just Steph is better than LeBron? That's the argument? I just got Steph as my number two greatest player of all time. Okay. That's fine. I don't. I just, I, I didn't, it's you nothing can to have do it. it. And I think. And, and and I think. In the and, and when it's all said and done, when they when they sitting around old, yeah, talking shit to each other, yeah, Steph is always going to be able to say, "I beat you three times in the finals, bro." Yeah, I mean, like you, we listen, played in the finals four times. I beat you three. By your argument, Eli Manning is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. You are right. Only difference, one fundamental difference with that. Yeah, I went there nine times, Eli. Yeah, you bust my ass twice, but I went nine and won seven. LeBron went to the finals how many times? Ten and got as many as Steph. But still, <laughs> no, he, he went there he ten. Went, he went ten and got as many rings as Steph. By your argument, when they played head to head, I agree with you. Eli Manning is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. By your argument, okay. So you that so Eli Manning for, for, for the, so quarterbacks in the NFL according to you go Eli Manning then Tom no, Brady no 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 you said by my logic for a game for two games and when it counted Eli busted his ass Eli can always talk that shit but by the way Eli's the only person who really can maybe the guy in Philly but not like Eli can but like, your but according to your logic number one mm-hmm. is Eli Manning no because that don't make any sense because Tom Brady got seven rings. Steph so, and LeBron, so LeBron have the LeBron same amount of rings. Yes, if LeBron went to the finals 10 times and lost three to Steph, but he still had seven rings, yeah. But he lost three times to Steph. He's been to the finals 10 times and got the same amount of rings as Steph, and I beat you three? Come on, man. I can talk some shit if I'm Steph Curry. I'm not saying you can't talk I can talk shit. some big shit. But there's no way that, that he's better. I just got him number two. That's you, fine. You think Kobe's better? Than LeBron? Yeah. Because that's the one that really I, I don't understand how people gloss over. I can understand the Steph debate all day long. I just do that to argue. But the Kobe Bryant, it's hard for me to say LeBron's better than Kobe Bryant. I don't see it. That's a tricky one, man. That's really But nobody even mentions Kobe. Kobe don't even get mentioned. He don't even get mentioned. LeBron never had a player alongside him as dominant as Shaq was. Man, Shaq left and Kobe won two more. Stop doing that to Kobe. Paul Gasol might be better than anyone LeBron's had beside him. That's a good point, too. Get the fuck out of guys. Who's better than LeBron's player? Kyrie Irving? Kyrie, maybe. <laughs> what are we talking that's, about? That's a question. Anthony Davis? That's a qu- I'll take Paul Gasol over Anthony Davis. No. If I mean, okay. A healthy Anthony Davis? A healthy Davis? Anthony Davis. I'm taking a healthy Anthony Davis yeah, all day long. There is no such thing. Jesus Christ. They don't right. know that. They didn't know that going into it. 
Okay. Anyway. Let's so you don't think on. LeBron's retiring? All right. Um, damn. How the fuck we always start off like the goddamn All the Smoke podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on, man? All right. Let's do an ad. Also, can I put a button on this LeBron thing real quick, though? <laughs> because people think I hate LeBron. I do not hate LeBron. The only thing I say about LeBron is he's not the greatest NBA player of all time. That's Michael Jordan. We can debate two on down after that. That's it. LeBron, I got LeBron in my top five. I think the slander that he gets is justified only because of how great he is. You know when slander is not justified? When you're just shitting on a person that is not even remotely on the level that the slander warrants. You know what I'm saying? For LeBron James to be who he is, I expect him to get the type of slander he gets. I expect him to get all the memes. I expect everybody to talk shit to him. I expect people to call him washed up. I expect people to say it's over for him. Even though for 20 years, all he's done is be consistently great. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's been consistently great for 20 years. Those are the kind of careers I like, people. I like longevity and consistency. Mm. Those little flash-in-the-pan shit that come and go, not for, I, not for me. I like playing forever, and LeBron has been literally playing forever. It's too, too long, actually. He might need to retire. Um, Kanzori, <laughs> fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? I can't relate. I wish okay. I was a baller, bro. Maybe you matched on I Tinder. I had a girl. She looked good. I would call her. Skilo. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat. With a bat and a six-foot father. By the way, Kanzuri, I am shocked y'all have not commissioned Skilo to do something yet. I mean. But maybe you matched on Tinder, but her profile says must be over six feet. Maybe. Your date wants to wear heels, but she can't because it will make her taller than you. Well, I got the short kings covered with today's sponsor, Kanzuri. Kanzuri makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller Ooh. without anyone knowing. Unless it says Kanzuri on the shoe. <laughs> if it says Kanzuri on the shoe, everybody's going to know. All right. But look, girls got heels. They got makeup. They got push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence, too? We're all the same height lying down anyway, if you know what I mean. Hey. For a limited time only, our listeners get an extra 15% off your order with the code idiots at Kanzuri.com. The site is already 30% off. And with our code, you get an extra 15%. That's 45% off your entire order. Support our show and check them out at CON. Z-U-R-I.com and use the code idiots. You get compliments on your Kanzuri's even if they didn't make you taller. The height insoles are actually built into the shoe so no one can tell you're getting a secret height boost. The brand is also hidden on the shoes and on the packaging. It's really the ultimate height hack. Life's short, but you don't have to be. Hey. It's time to level up the playing field, boys. Maybe update that dating profile to six feet. Kanzori is an absolute game changer when it comes to your dating life. Get an extra 15% off at Kanzori with the code idiots at www.kanzori.com slash idiots. That's a total of 45% off your order. Hashtag Kanzori I, Kanzori pod. Okay, use code idiots at Kanzori.com. Go to C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com with code idiots. When I want to get high, <laughs> when I want to get high, I put on a pair of Kanzori's. I do feel, I like this, though. I think a lot of y'all women are missing y'all blessing, man. Your blessing is 5'6", and you don't even know it. What do you mean? A lot of these tall women, man, they out here overlooking the short kings for no reason. You know what I mean? And I can't stand short women who have the nerve to ask the one a tall man. man like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if I'm 6'7", I'm looking at your short ass. Why would I breathe with you? Yeah. What if I want NBA players? What if I want little LeBrons? Yeah. How am I going to get them with you? And you 5'3". 
So do you think that there should be some segregation with height when it comes to dating? Um, that's a good question. I just think women, especially tall women, should stop being so picky about height. Because mm. I think that short man could be their blessing. And I think short women should just shut the fuck up. Yo, do you, don't you think it looks a little weird, though, when a girl's way taller than the dude? No. I look at I that man. That I look shit. at that man and I'm I salute that lie. king. I, fucked up, but I salute like, that guy. I be like, he got a big dick. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. He's intelligent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably from Monk's Corner. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I think when I see that image. <laughs> okay. Wait, your girl's not taller than you. I know. I was just talking. Oh. So was that like a like getting a tall girl? Was that a, a prize? No, it was. I never even. I never even thought about it until I'm like, damn. You are like six one. Oh wow! In heels, you know. You are five eleven with no shoes on. I never even thought about it. Would you ever like put their sneakers on by accident? Would there any be like a situation like that? Then he'd have room. Nah. <laughs> I mean, those those are, those are tall women who used to wear heels a lot. Oh. Girl, you know why they went tall? Here come a man. short woman. Short Listen, women. I don't want a six seven guy. That's not oh. me. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, thank God. <laughs> so reasonable. Six, seven? It's not, exactly, it's not crazy. That's, that's what he just said. That's what, what height? I'm what height? Uh, mine's is 5'10 to 6'2. Are oh. you willing to date somebody your, your height? Uh, no. That's fucked up. But you know, but five listen, ten isn't that bad. It's not five exactly. Ten is good. I'm cool with that, but that's only, short hate, yo. But listen, self short hate. Listen, you have to understand, especially for tall women, they want someone to feel. They want to feel secure. They are secure. They six four walking around <laughs> all day bumping into shit, breaking furniture. They want to feel protected with a man. And now, this is no, this is nothing against Yo, you. Know men. most NFL it's running backs are like five seven. Listen. You wouldn't feel protected around Mike Tyson. Mm. How tall is Mike Tyson? 5'10". They say five ten. Well, Meet him in person. He's shorter. Yeah. Meet him yeah. in person. They say five teams. Love to bring motherfuckers down. I'm telling you, love to bring motherfuckers. Charla. Nothing against you. You're short. Are you fighting? <laughs> First of all. No, I'm asking. No, bro, bro. I'm just asking a question. My height don't fight. But you're not. That's what I'm saying. My height though. don't fight. <laughs> my height don't fight. But that's, but that's what. But look, that's what I'm saying. I beat up plenty six foot tall people. Okay, talk your shit. Oh, talk your shit. This is true. Talk your shit. Yo, talk your shit, gang. In my life, I've won a lot of fights. I'm usually shorter than everybody. Okay. Well, again, you're just trying to say Mike. that shit hurt him, yo. <laughs> I just want to let you know no, what you did. said to him. No, hurt him, yo. I'm just saying. Did you hear what he just said? I'm this just guy's saying, worth. You're trying to compare Mike. Yo, you know, Mike yo, yo, all your side. You are Uncle Tom of short people, yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> I'm not even joking. You are Uncle Tom of short people. You, you are straight sellout of short people, yo. You. Because you five two. Discriminating against other short individuals. Thank you for lifting my height. <laughs> five one. Uncle five one? <laughs> How you gonna be five one? Short shade. But listen, listen. Oh, short. Sure. That's crazy. Short. Sure. Sure. Coming from a tall person. Taylor, you should get a check. Wait, let me ask you a question. Coming from a tall person, yeah. and you see me and a guy my height, you're like, oh, they're cute. Like, you're not going to think of it as no threat or nothing like that. Why would I want y'all to be a threat? I don't want... It's not Taylor, about Taylor, Why would threat? I want to look at... Who yeah. look, that's how you know she's from Philly. But Couples got to look like threats. Yeah, yeah, right. If they don't look like a threat, they not in love. You I, gotta, you, they, I need two dogs. I'm I need just them. saying. No, boy. if I see, like, you and another guy maybe around your height. Yeah. Together. 
I'll probably ask you if your parents are around. Like, I'll be like, are you guys lost? Did, did... But, but, but I'm just saying, no, but bro, you that. that's jokes, though. Like, yeah. I don't want to look that like happened to Duval in Times Square one time, yeah, yo. No I promise you, man, this, was, this had to be like 11, 12 years ago. We was walking in Times Square, and this two walked up to Duval and goes, hey, man, you know what you know Toys R Us at? You know the kids store? <laughs> 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 I laughed so fucking hard. This is like 12 years ago. This was so long ago, yo. We just walking around Times Square trying to figure life out. And this dude was like, hey, man, you know what Toys R Us at? You know where the kids still at, man? Bro. But also, yo! Look, <laughs> short guys, especially in New York, they have anger issues too. So that's what? also. How tall are you, Alex? 5'10. You are wild. You just fucking came in here short shaming, then just straight up told us that all show people got anger issues. Yeah, like, what like where they you do. got this from? They New do. Yorkers, I get, New Yorkers have anger issues. You gonna they let do. you gonna let Al get away with five ten right Shout now? You gonna let him get away? You gonna slip well, in sneakers? He already has clothes on. And a good sneaker. What are they called? Kanzonis? Because Kanzonis, Kanzonis is some Kanzonis. Talk about show people got anger issues in New York. Everybody has anger issues in New York. The hot record, the hot record in New York right now is. I'm from New York. What the fuck I look like telling a nigga good morning? <laughs> look like you got some fucking manners, man. <laughs> That's a hit right there. That's a hit right there. I'm not, I mean, it's a good record. I don't know if it's a hit. It's hard. a good record. Anyway. She need, I mean, she got to follow up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, a, it's a buzz record. It's a record that gets you a buzz. Mm -hmm. Who is this? Scar, uh, Scarlips. Scarlips? Scarlips. Yeah, it's a record that gets you a buzz. I don't, you know, it's, 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 she got to follow up with something. Yo, when you shorts were fighting like that, bro, that was crazy. You short. <laughs> yo, like, yo, yo why would you crazy. add an S to everything? It sounds racist. It does, <laughs> right? Everything you add an S to it, it sounds like bigotry, no matter what it is. Ooh, I hit you it. You talls. Yeah, talls, bro. You we, fats. Us talls, we're not really worried about shit. Yo, you right? fats always coming at Whole Foods for no reason. Yeah, you fats. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could buy the whole food here. <laughs> I'm here for the whole food. <laughs> Oh. Yo, shout out to Fats, bro. Yo, salute all of, for real. We don't we should got, Fats only be able to date each other. No, it's different. No, it's not different. It is different. Why How is, is it different? different? You're talking about body type versus a height. Height is body type. Yeah, but you're talking. We're talking about a type like thick versus skinny. Then tall versus short. Yeah, but a height that matters more. Because to me, I don't care if a guy is five eleven or whatever, but he a little thicker. I'm cool with that. Taylor, there's a 6'2", 420-pound person out there right now who's saying, I would rather be 5'6", and 160 pounds. No, he's not. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> goddamn. Like, this person probably, this person oh, probably, de this person probably dealing with all type of health issues. I'm sure he yeah. does. Say you know what I'm saying? Five, six. And I the doctor's probably telling skinny. him to lose weight, and it's probably tough for him. And he's like, I would much rather be five six one six. I'm sure he's not he would trade the that thing. fat for that I'm height. I'm sure he's in not saying heartbeat. the height. Damn, both sure you and Envy take a shot at Ross this week. Yeah, damn, damn, crazy. I don't even know what that means, but. Shouts, listen, shouts to Ross. Shouts to Rick Ross. Salute to Ross and salute to Envy, Yo, man. Yo, salute to Envy, bro. Yeah. Can we can we have a piece? I don't like these guys beefing, man. I don't like it either, especially when it starts getting about everything except for the car shows. You know what I'm saying? If you keep it at the car shows and you make jokes about each other's car shows, whose car show is flyer, whose car show gets the most people, all that's great. But it's getting too serious? I, everything else has been too much. And listen, man, you can never tell nobody how to react. I say that all the time. 
You cannot tell people how to react. That's why sometimes you got to leave people alone because you might push a person. That person might pull out a gun and shoot you. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and in our mind, we're like, yo, that's an overreaction. And it probably is. But who are we to tell that human they overreacted? Yeah. You know, leave people the fuck alone. So my first question when I saw you, I was like, is that shit real? Because I thought it was just. Yeah, I thought everybody was thought moving was around. Prone. And you know what Uncle Charlotte's about to say? What's Uncle Charlotte about to say? That's the problem with y'all fucking generation. You think everything's a joke? You think everything's a joke. Nobody wow. knows when something is real anymore. Like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? And we do wow. this all the time. But it's, all, it's only because, also, social media is the biggest playground ever. Yeah. So if you see somebody make a joke, Social media can egg shit on so much mm. that that person who got joked on may not even feel like it's a joke anymore. They may feel like they feel embarrassed. Yeah. That's all. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's but you don't right. think egging it on by the Breakfast Club making clips of these beefs going back and forth eggs it on? That's why I thought it was a joke. The fact that you guys are promoting it. Well, I, I didn't. I, I didn't post it. I posted. I, I posted last Friday because I thought Friday was pretty inbound. Yeah. But you know, when you start mentioning families and kids and that all was of that, crazy, you know bro. what I mean? Like, like it gets yeah, Rick Ross trending. It gets crazy. That's that's when it's that's when it's all a bit too much. You know what I'm saying? Even when you're talking about health issues, you know what I mean? You talk about health issues, it's like, uh but once again, you can't tell nobody how to react. So then how do we get them to reconcile? What can we do? I mean, I want NBA and Ross just to have a conversation. You know what I mean? Cause listen, they, they, first of all, let's not act like all of us aren't cool. Like, I, yeah. I've known Ross for damn near 20 years. I've known Gunplay for damn near 20 years. Envy probably known them for just as long. Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's, like, when Ross was going through his whole thing with 50 back in the day, and, like, a lot of New, New York DJs stopped playing Ross shit, Envy didn't. Oh, wow. Envy was still showing Ross love, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just like, like, they know, like, they know each other. That's why it's, like, it's, it's, it's strange when things get to... This level, it's More like personal. Yeah, but pick up the phone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Have a phone call. Have a have a conversation. Let's get everything back in bounds. So why don't you know we get mean? why don't we get Ross on the Breakfast Club, man? I mean, if he if Ross wants to, Ross always got to open invitation to the Breakfast Club. If he maybe we to. can get them to reconcile. But I would rather them talk first, though. Joint car show. I wouldn't want. Mm. I, I, that's what I thought about. I said that on the air a, a million times. But by the way, let's be clear. Both of their car shows are super successful. I'll, I'll pull my car up. Envy takes all kind of cars. Envy does four shows a year. He takes any type of car. Nobody got a car as nice as mine. Man. What you got? Come on, son. What you got? <laughs> what you got? Come on, son. <laughs> and Ross does his car show every year, <laughs> once a year in, a, in, a, in Atlanta. You know what I mean? So it's like their car shows are both successful, super successful. I just, I, as long, if they were just talking about cars, everything would be cool. When you start talking about all that, everything else. Family and health is. Family, health, all that shit. Leave, leave, you know, it's like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Time out. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, you know, on the knee. Yeah. Time out. Everybody relax. Yeah. Stop. Because then it becomes something else. And it's not even just about Ross and Envy. Now it's about. Defending your loved one. Defending your loved one. People that with Ross, people that with Envy. You know what I mean? And it gets stupid. It's just like, all right, everybody cool out. And by the way, I've seen terrible outcomes come from lesser situations. Ooh. It's always these lesser situations like this that snowball into the bigger into thing. some other dumb shit. And then everybody's sitting around saying, because of a car show? Yeah. Because of a fucking car show? What's a car show? 
<laughs> I've been trying to think about really, like, what this is. No, I thought the same shit. Like, it's a showcase of cars. So you got to pay $500 to go look at cars? I don't think they $500. Wasn't that the big argument from Envy? He was like, your tickets are too expensive. But like, I don't understand. So I, it's not my cars. I don't own mm -hmm. the cars, but I pay $500 so I can like look at them closely. Look at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then do you meet the people that the cars are owned by? Nah, I don't think the artists are there. I think it's like, I, I haven't been to one. I don't think I've, I might have been to a car show hosting one before, but I'm pretty sure, at least at Envy's, he sections them off. So it'll be like little Baby's section of cars or 50 Cent's car, like stuff like that. I mean, I'm not a car guy. There's plenty of car enthusiasts out there that like that type of shit. That's oh, why so you're going to get, you're going to see famous people's cars. Yeah, or just cars in general, not just famous people. But cars in general. Right. But I'm not a car enthusiast. So, I, you know, stuff like car shows don't intrigue me. Mm. But there's a million car enthusiasts out here, man. I just want to see everybody. I just want to see Cooler Hedge prevail. I'm not mad at, you know, how anybody reacted. I just want it to stop now. It's, everybody's going a little too, a little too hard. Too far. What's your dream car? I'm not. A, I'm really not a car person. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad. It's so funny you said that to me because I say this to myself all the time and I tell my wife this. It's easy to say I'm not a car person when you can't afford probably the car you want. But you can and you still don't want it. When you it. can afford any car you wanted to yeah. and don't want it, you're really not a car person. I'm not into that type of shit. I'm not into a lot of... I'm not into... I'm, I'm, I thank God I don't have vices for depreciating assets. Ooh. <laughs> I do not have vices... With yeah. appreciating assets. I don't give a fuck about your designer clothes. Mm. I don't care about your cars. I like a nice watch. You know what I'm saying? I get. I like a nice watch. But other than that, I don't have those type of vices. Yeah. I like experiences. Bro, experiences over things, man. Man. That is man. the ethos. Man. The I, ethos. I, 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 there's, there's not too many experiences I've forgotten about. Like, I'm talking about, like, when we take lavish vacations. Or even just experiences when it's just like, yo, we might be kicking it. At the house or something, think you know about, what I mean? Think about what people will say at your funeral. Will they be like, whoa, he had this car. No. And this no. pair of sneakers. That's right. And this, whatever. That's right. No, they're going to talk about the experiences That's right. that you guys have shared. That's right. Those are the things that are, uh, you cannot put a numerical Let me tell you something. On. It's better to actually have than to look like you have. And all of these fucking idiots out here who compare, who, who, who try to gauge what somebody has based off what they wear. That's how you know they don't have much. Of course. <laughs> That's how you know they I don't mean, have much. It's the same thing you see, like, uh, people coming out of Russia or people coming out of China, right? They love the name brand on the clothing. Like, Louis Vuitton and, like, some of these other big designers, Gucci, will make specific products for China and Russia that have the logo huge because they're coming from places of communism where everybody was on the same level. Oh. So you want, when you have money, to prove to everybody... Nah, we're not one of those. I'm richer. I'm better. I got yeah. it. Whereas old money places like in America, the old money people, they wear like raggedy shit because their money isn't popping to them. Everybody got money where they're from. Who gives a if you if you own 500 acres of land or you own 500 You're not trying properties. to flex with your Gucci shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now, I will say this. You're dressing like Paul Newman, dude. That, Regular. Is, that is America. But I'll tell you this. You go to some place like Cannes, you're going to see it. Well, yeah, because you got the broke motherfuckers there. Like, can no, that's I'm talking about like Monacans and like Monaco, uh, Mar oh, what's that Monaco, Monaco, Monaco. Oh my god, that's, that's so like so. 
couple things. Like in old money, Monaco, no, but Monaco is basically like a way for all the Europeans to save their money in taxes. So mm -hmm. if you make a lot of money in Europe, you move to Monaco so you don't have to spend that like crazy socialist tax rate. But uh, in Cannes, Cannes is all like the Russians. Cannes is you get a lot of like these like big money Ukrainians and uh, they come in there. They come from a place of poverty. So they they want to prove to all the people around them they're not poor like yeah. everyone else. So they want to show the logo. They show it. You go to you go to Cannes, you go to Monaco, you're going to see every car you can imagine, every fly-ass Louis, Gucci, Prada, all of that shit. That's what everybody does when they first get money. The first generation with wealth needs to prove that they're not poor like everyone else in their family. You see it in America. We do it all the time. Like You see it with a rapper that grows up with nothing. Immediately, it's like, I need to show you my chain. I need to show you my cars. I need to show you all the fucking things. The people that come from generational wealth are trying to hide the fact that they have money. Because they understand the problems that money brings. You know, fucking Warren Buffett's been wearing the same outfit for the last 75 years. Bill Gates, same outfit, the last Word 75 up. years. They're like, I don't want you guys to come rob me. Word Leave up. me alone. Word up. So it's I, to your point. When you actually have it, you don't need to flaunt it. When you don't have it, you want to lie to people and act like you do. And when you haven't had it, when you I've been fired four times. Mm. and had to go collect unemployment checks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That shit don't feel good. Yeah. So when you get money... And your Gucci flip-flops, mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than... I had Gucci flip-flops? No, I'm saying like, oh, your friend, like you got money going <laughs> to the unemployment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, so me, I like to get money and just say, what's the rush to spend it? No rush. And bro. what are you spending it on? No rush. Bro. You know what I mean? I like making investments. I like buying property. You know I, what I'm saying? I wish I knew more about that kind of stuff to be honest but like for me it's all just about freedom it's like what does this money allow me to do yeah you just get the, I mean, you just got to get the right financial team like I, even with that shit with you know with uh with ross like renting out your house mm -hmm. ross might have made a million dollars doing that yeah I, I don't know how long the production was great great move great move you can make so much money especially if you're not even in your home like it, it's it's fantastic i rented out a property that i owned in monk's corner um to 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 Righteous Gemstones, mm -hmm. right? The show on HBO. And it was, it's it, it's cool money for a day. You know what I mean? I think they only rented it for like a day or two, but it's it's cool money. If you just own a property and you're like, oh, well, yeah, y'all want to use it for whatever. It's cool money to have. My parents did it back in the day. It's probably changed, but back in the day, they rented it out. They were filming a movie downstairs in our apartment building. Really? They needed a, a place where they could do the makeup and all the things. So they asked if they could rent our parents' place. See what they, I'm saying? They rented it out for $10,000 for the day. And we didn't even have to be out of it. Like, oh, we wow. slept in our beds. <laughs> we did. We got, there was no, because they weren't filming in it. Yeah. So that was a $10,000. And this is when I was a kid playing like Little League Baseball. So, yeah, it's fantastic money, especially if you're not going to use it. Right now, would you guys rent out your actual place you live if you're not there? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it on a but regular I also I also don't have a 54,000 square foot house. But but I actually, <laughs> but no, no, no. Yes. I, I, I wouldn't do it uh, as like an Airbnb, like when I'm away on the weekends or something like that. But if a movie production came in and they were like, hey, can we rent your place out for $10,000 a day for 10 days and we'll put you up in a hotel or something like that. Mm -hmm. Why not? Like it's just what like if, what if a hundred thousand dollars to sleep in a hotel right next door? Like what if you what do I have in my place that's so important? Right what now? if you had a fifty-four thousand square foot house and you was just it was just a wing of it that they wanted? Even even better. That's what like, I'm saying. This is a no-brainer. <laughs> like what if people are going to be sleeping in your bed? 
Are you trying to ask if Eddie Murphy really nutted in this? Like, I mean, I'm just saying. This that, guy, that's the pushback. Poor Eddie, man. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie just caught a strain on this for no reason. If somebody's going to be sleeping in my bed. Yeah, that so, kind of changes things. So here's the thing. You could tell the production, you need to put bring a new mattress. I don't want you sleeping on my Why mattress. would they be sleeping in your bed? They're not using, it's not a hotel. My point is, my point is, when it comes to movie production or commercial, there's so much money for them to throw at situations yes, and problems. Yes. They'll be totally happy to get a Casper fucking mattress, bring that shit and put That's it in right. there, have yours kept somewhere else. They would bring a new bed in if you wanted. Like, it's so easy to get these companies that have endless amounts of money to just do whatever they want for the shoot. Because what's rare is the location. What did you say? It was 54,000 square feet on these yes. crazy grounds. That's the thing they can't buy. That's the thing they can't buy. They're shooting in Atlanta. They have to replicate a palace. Yeah. If that ain't a palace, I don't know what the fuck you call it. It you is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and Envy does that too. Envy, like, he'll, he'll rent his cars out to, you know. As he should. Certain productions. Yeah, video productions. As he should. Yeah, movie shit like that. Like, 100%. That's the only reason having those assets matters. Like, I even had a homeboy. I had a homeboy back in the day. He's Italian, dude. He had a uh, like a blue, it was the blue Lamborghini Rocky drove and like, I think it was the, the Rocky movie with Antonio Tarver. I think it was that. Oh, okay. Whatever, that blue Lamborghini that he drove, that was my, my guy. Old, old, oh, wow. old OG Italian dude. That's and cool. I, forget, I think that was some tens of thousands of dollars to rent for the movie. It's like, yeah, why so wouldn't you do it? For the vintage cars, you could definitely do it and that can offset some of the costs. Yes, of like man. Having them and fixing them. But yeah, for me, I don't know. Money is all about freedom. It's like the freedom to create the way that I want to create and uh, do the projects that I want to do and also explore the world and, you know, have these great times with my friends. And, and, and yeah, and when you have conversations, it's never conversations about money for me. It's conversations about opportunity. Like, what can this money allow us to build? Yeah. What can this money allow us to do? Yeah. Like, having money just for the sake of having money, like, now, you know, I get, I, sometimes if I get something crazy, the only person I really show is my mom. You know what I mean? But if, I guess the thing is like when you're not buying things to impress other people, nothing you get is crazy because it matches the passion that you have for it. So it's like if you truly love watches like and you're into that and that's something that makes you happy, it's not like it's it's unjustified. You work really hard and you should have a nice thing. I like watches. I do like watches. You know, I, I like I like going on vacation with my wife. Same. I don't have a lot of time that we get to just spend like without anybody and like going somewhere and seeing a fucking sick hotel that like somebody in the way that I love stand up comedy, they spent their whole life on design and they spent their whole life curating the perfect like vacation experience for a guest. Like they've dedicated their life yes. to that. Yes. And like seeing seeing that to me it's like really fucking impressive and cool and and I, I love that time. I love like being a judge. Like who are me and my wife to come to this beautiful, fantastic place? And be like, oh, the food is okay. Like, it, you know, like you're spending your fuck? money, you paying to be a judge. A hundred percent. We are hundred percent. We are. But it's like, it is also fun to go in those situations. And it's the most fun to go in there with her and like be blown away by something and then share that experience. Like to look at one another. And then you look at a view of like the Amalfi Coast is one of the most beautiful coastlines on the planet Earth. That's we only have a limited amount of coastline on planet Earth. And you're looking at it. You're the person you love. And you're like, I cannot believe I'm here. I'm here. Man. And I'm I'm in a postcard. That to me is so much more valuable than I don't know. So Yo, man. That's why you like White Lotus then. I, I thought I thought still, it was still rich people problems, but the, the it's immaculate. I, it's beautiful. The right. setting is beautiful. And and 
there's high stakes drama, which is murder. I like the fact that like there's people that potentially are going to die. Like I love Big Little Lies for that reason. That HBO show is it Big Little Lies? Right. Yeah. Why people probably would ask to look that up and see where it's at. Visual porn and also like brilliant storytelling. Like, yeah, like that's why a, you like White Lotus. I'm like, I've never been to White Lotus. I need a passport to go there. Fuck it. Now that the, the White Lotus thing is really cool. I don't know. So for those experiences, like going to Burning Man, like Burning Man was really fucking expensive, but like the moments that you're there with your friends, you're seeing the fucking sunrise, you guys are smiling and and, and happy and Man, loving on one another. It's you like, said the realest shit because a couple weeks ago, my good sister Dolly Bishop's birthday. We, we we flew down to where she lived at in North Carolina, and it literally was just like 15 of us at her house for the weekend. That's it. Sitting around the pool, doing plant-based medicines, drinking, talking, and that's that's it for me. That's it. I, I, I don't, like, that's, that's all I need. I need my people and those experiences. And to the other point, when I, I remember going to places like Anguilla, which y'all know is my favorite place mm-hmm. on the planet, going there and touring different places and I'm like man how much is this such and such a night shit who stayed here oh you know Justin Bieber or LeBron James like yeah. fuck yeah. but then now it's like oh man I could experience I've been that. doing that for the last yeah. five years you know what I'm saying yeah. like stuff like that but now it's the other thing seeing when you used to see like big groups on vacation oh, dude, like I love families yeah, yeah. I used to be like yo that'd be so cool to bring your family on yeah. vacation to be able to do that yeah. Your mom, your nieces, your, yeah. your, your your sister, your friends, like everybody. Can, oh, that shit. There's nothing better, yo. Yeah, it's there's, there's nothing better. That is what money is for. But I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that type of person. Though. I'm the type of person, like I always say, if it only benefits me, it's not big enough. What are we doing that yeah. everybody can share in this I'll be experience? Honest. Yeah, nothing. How be- am I shaping my kids? Yep. My little nieces with, with mentality with that type of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I care about. No, it's beautiful. And that does benefit you ultimately. And like, you know, there's a reason why like doing things for others makes you feel good because we're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, God only puts reward systems in our head for the things that we're supposed to do. We are smart enough to find like chemicals and pharmaceuticals and shit that we can manipulate our brain to get those good feelings. But that ain't happen naturally. You know what I mean? Like naturally helping your friend makes you feel good. I don't know. Now. There's some yeah. good natural yeah, plant-based medications out there. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't not do them. The weed? What I'm saying? Oh, sugar. Ayahuasca? Also, also, sugar's not natural. Shrooms? The weed is natural. Mm-hmm. And the old weed that was natural, natural, not the ones that we put the fucking chemicals in, barely gets you high compared to this weed right now. Shit is so Like, stupid. you could smoke that and be regular, normal, like, like, function, fine. That new shit is crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. I miss those days. And even the <laughs> sugar, like, if you think about natural sugars, like, if you're just eating an orange, first of all, that shit is hard, bro. You got to peel that motherfucker. Like, it takes time. If you're having orange juice, that's 20 oranges already peeled, squeezed into a cup. You're not supposed to drink that. But to that point, hold on, to that point, yeah. if you walk in somewhere and you see an orange tree and you see a nice ripe orange off that tree and pull it off, there's nothing better. I'm, I'm saying that's right. You're supposed to have that many oranges. Is this but one of those times we say the same thing again? But yes, it's just, exactly. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. <laughs> We right. We right. <laughs> yeah, we right. But yeah, that's the, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it will, I think that it's built in. A lot of this stuff is built in. And as human beings, what we're going to do is try to get the most out of every situation. And sometimes that's to our detriment. Yes. You know, so it's like we're on our phone scrolling and it tricks us into like feeling good, but it's not right. There's it's not real. For us. 
But then you're sitting on the beach in Anguilla and you're watching a sunset and you're like, why am I so happy? And it's like, well, yeah, because that's what we're supposed to do is sit on the beach and watch a beautiful sunset. Taking a dip in the ocean. That's it. Like waking up in the morning and you see that shit. You're like, yo, what the? And by the way, it don't have to be Anguilla. I'm just talking about beach and water. There it is. You know what I mean? Like anywhere in the world. Like, come on, man. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Money, there's certain things money can't buy. But I think the cool thing is, is getting to the point in life where, listen, I'm sure there's everybody that's listening right now or watching right now that doesn't have money is, is going, well, let, let me prove you how much money can buy. Wait till I get some money. I'll how much prove, happiness. Yeah, 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 it could buy me some. And it's like, it's cool to get to the point where you have money and now you know the things that you want to buy with that are these experiences. They're not actual things. That's what I would tell anybody out there listening. Spend your money on experiences. Forget forget how much you have. Act, all of us act your wage, right? But yeah. just spend the money on experiences. I just 100%. told you I had a ball in North Carolina. Like I, even though I'm from South Carolina, so it's home. Rent a Vespa with your wife and drive around fucking Rome and have the time of your life and stop and eat pizza at a random place and just have the best fucking day and then stop at the Trevi Fountain and just then look at the Spanish step. Like, just have a day where you're exploring. Yeah. And that will cost you way less than uh, some, I don't know, what is a crazy luxury that we buy that is completely unnecessary? It will cost you way less than a watch. It's an unnecessary, it will cost you way less than a watch, but it will provide so much more joy. And it's time you'll never forget. That's facts. You know what I mean? And it's all about, the, it's about community too. It's about people. Like, I'm literally sitting here thinking like, damn. Technically, a watch is time you will never forget to. I don't even know. I don't even know that um, you knew what you just did. I don't even know if you knew what you just did. That was cold. I, I meant to do that. No, you didn't. I don't even remember what the fuck I said. You go, I go, I go, take the vest for whatever. And he goes, and that's time you'll never forget. And I go, I was like, that's better than a watch. And he goes, and you go, and that's time you'll never forget. But technically a watch is the time. And you'll never forget it as long as you have it. I don't know what you said, but I know like if I put like some music behind it, you know what I mean, with that voice, that shit will hit. And I put what, you in black and what white. What device can you wear and you'll never forget the time? What device can you? A condom. Oh my god. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He's what? not trying to make a joke. He's being serious. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. He's like, he's hold like, on. where's the joke? I'm gonna tell I'm you why for... this is crazy. Though. I'm gonna tell you why this is crazy. Put the camera on me. <laughs> <laughs> This is these are the times where I wish that the window in the studio was real so I could throw Charlemagne out of it. Yeah. Hold on. You know what I found out today? I found out through Dion Cole, salute to Dion Cole. Dion Cole showed us this video where kids don't even know how to tell time on clock on, on, on clocks like that. Yeah. On actual clocks. Like these are teenagers. Yeah. Because they're so used to everything being digital. Mm. Right? And I go, yo, that makes a whole lot of sense because I've heard so many of these rappers talk about how they don't even set their watches. They don't give a fuck. It's about the look. I'll be honest. I don't set that shit. I set it every once in a while. Let me see. It's probably off right now. What time is it? This, uh... <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. So everything's digital. So they, they, they would look like they say shit like it's 9, 7, 36. What? Exactly. They don't know how to tell time on clocks, like that round clocks. I don't know how to tell time on a sundial. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> that was the clock before the clock, a sundial. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you, you just use the technology that is in front of you. Oh, I didn't even know this. Is Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel said kids can't tell time no more? Uh, what? 
Oh yeah, that is, that is it. That's because it's the use of digital. Though. What? <sighs> I'm gonna face some I'm, I'm getting else? it from all angles. Now. <laughs> I'm getting it from all angles. Bro. I'm like, am I sitting in the same room? Is that brilliant idiots? Y'all know what I go through. Y'all know what I go through every single week. Okay? <laughs> Talk space. Where are you in your mental health journey? No matter where you are, talking to a therapist who is trained to help can make a huge difference. They can help you find a new outlook on life and help you recover your energy, confidence, and joy. At Talk Space, you can find the right therapist with the right training for you, okay? Talkspace is a new, more convenient way to find a therapist and to meet with them. Everything is done online. You find a therapist you feel closest to, you meet virtually wherever you're most comfortable on your schedule. So there's no missed work or scheduling childcare for an appointment. It's therapy designed for your life. Talkspace is private, secure, affordable, and your Talkspace therapist is always accessible to you. When you've met your therapy goals or simply want to cancel, Talkspace has a simple cancellation process and will work with you to get a prorated refund for unused time if applicable, okay? Talkspace is there for you to make your life better. If you have issues that come up, you don't have to wait for your next appointment. You can message your Talkspace therapist anytime through the app or schedule a live session if you need some FaceTime. And now, get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com slash idiots to match with your dedicated therapist. Go to Talkspace.com slash idiots now to get $100 off. You want to do Bluetooth shows? Yes, sir. This episode is also brought to you by the GOAT Bluetooth. Hardest dick you've ever experienced in your life, fellas, ladies, whomever. The point is, Blue Chew, same active ingredients as inside Cialis or Viagra. This is the chew. This is the one that we rock with. It's the one that you rock with, and it's one that you need coming up. This is sweaty dick summer season, and ladies, I'm telling you, you're going to wish that your man was chewing it up and chewing it out. And the way that he could do that, and fellas, the way you can do that, Literally, you can get your first month free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping is when you go to BlueChew.com, use the promo code IDIOTS. BlueChew.com, promo code IDIOTS. Get after it. Now let's get back to the show. Church announcement, Schultz. Yes, sir. Um, oh, we just added a show, Atlantic City, the Ocean Casino. Uh, we are doing that July 29th. Love Ocean Casino. Is it good? Love Ocean oh, Casino. Oh, sick. All right, fire. This is one of my first time performing Love in that it. one. So Love we'll be down there. Um, that's like uh, the pre-sale is on right now. Uh, Andrew is the password for that. Uh, we also added uh, some shows in Raleigh, North Carolina, as shows in uh, West Nyack, New York. Um, and uh, we still got uh, a bunch more. TheAndrewSouls.com, but we're continuing to add dates. I'm very excited. Thank you so much. All the people that came out for VCon. That was insane. And uh, Gary, Indiana. That was awesome, man. So. Uh, it's awesome to be back on the road. I love it more than anything in the world. So it's, it's great to be back at it. I, I love Ocean Casino. I told y'all, uh, speaking of experiences, Atlantic City is a place that I go. For the gymnastics, right? For the cheerleading. cheerleading but yeah. I'm able to just, there's something about Atlantic City that just makes me disconnect. I don't know what it is. Mm. And the Ocean Casino is a great, a great spot. Um, church, I had a church announcement. I can't fucking remember right now. Maybe it'll come back to me. What the fuck? What the fuck, yo? I don't know. Just watch The Breakfast Club on BET. Uh, make sure you go get Finding Tamika. Make sure you go get Summer 85 on Audible. We have a very special uh, Audible announcement coming soon because we have a release coming very, 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 very soon. And I am so, so excited about this one. I'm taking this one very personal when this one drops. Really? Can we, can we tell us a little bit? No, I don't, I don't want to say, but just know it's coming really, really soon. Like in, in the next couple of weeks, we, we, we'll be making the announcement. And I'm taking this one a 
taking it very, this is a very, very personal one to me. Very personal. Wait, why? Um, because of who it is, what I know the person's been through, you know, seeing, 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 seeing the struggle, seeing how, you know, it's, listen, it's hard for ideas to come to fruition. You know that, Schultz. You know what I'm saying? When you have a creative vision and you have a project and, you know, you've been fighting, fighting, fighting to get it heard or seen in some way, shape or form. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why I just tell people all the time, just be patient. Just be patient. You know, eventually the right situation, the right opportunity will come along. And um, I just think this is the beginning of uh, so many amazing things for, you know, this individual. And I think it starts with this project, you know. Uh, what else we got, Taylor Gang? Would you ever want a $200 million house, yo? I, I guess it would depend on the house, to be honest with you. Jay-Z and Beyonce bought a $200 million house in California. Yeah. In Malibu. They're saying they paid all cash for it, too. Listen, they acting their wage. That's Jay-Z and Beyonce. Okay? They got it. But is there ever a reason, I guess is what I'm saying, I to have a $200 million house? Also, the, the cash thing is like a... That's not exactly like a real thing. Well, you can pay cash for your down payment. But they are saying they paid the whole thing cash. You have to pay cash for your down payment. But I mean, they could. I mean, it, it could be a tax. I mean, you, you do stuff like that for taxes sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you got to spend the money. Yeah. You I, know? I, yeah. I think that what, what most people in this circumstance do, and I didn't know this until recently, this was even an option. And this is how like people with high net worth mm-hmm. can really have a huge advantage. And in, in, uh, in these ter- types of circumstances is um, you can pay, you can take a loan out on your assets, use that loan, that line of credit oh, yeah. as cash, buy the property and then refinance it into a mortgage. So you get all your money back. So you pay off that loan and now you have a mortgage, Right. So that's how a lot of rich people pay all cash for things without actually taking their money out of the stock market or taking their money out of the investments where it's already in. I never understood it. When I would see these people in New York buying their homes all cash, I'm like, who has all this fucking money to just buy cash? But it's lines of credit against their yeah. assets. And that's how you don't take all your money out of Google or Apple or whatever you know, uh, stocks you have your money in. What is that first paragraph, Taylor? Smart. Really smart. No, that's smart. Uh, 30,000 square foot compound along, uh, along the Pacific Ocean in Malibu. I mean, yeah, Malibu is just the most expensive stretch of land on the planet. And you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to say why would you buy a $200 million house. Yeah, I because I can, see, I, I can see, I mean, first of all, it's Jay-Z and Beyonce, so they got the money. But I can easily see Jay-Z saying, if you walked around this house, you would understand why, <laughs> why, why mean, it's worth $200 million. My, my assumption is that their business manager, their their advisors are, are telling them, and, and Jay-Z is, is obviously incredibly competent when it comes to like businesses. Of course. But they're doing the numbers on the place like this, and they're going, hey, this home and this property is going to be worth $250 million within the next 10 years. But they already got the $88 million joint. That's what I, that's what, like, you know, if it's like, like, I think, I'll be honest with you, from what I've heard is a lot of people don't feel comfortable in L.A. And I've heard this that is too. removed from L.A. It's Malibu, but it's not L.A. You're by the water. I'm sure it's gated to even get to it. They have this home in Bel Air, but anybody can go to Bel Air. Yeah. Anybody could drive right up to the fence, jump over that shit. Like there ain't that much private property. 
Yeah, bro, you jump over that shit, you're going to get shot. What do you think the insurance is on an oceanfront property given climate change and, you know, like the... I wonder if you can even get insurance. That's what I'm saying. Like the insurance, unless it's up on a cliff, which a lot of stuff in Malibu... No, Malibu's on the shore, I think. I mean, that's it right there. I think think that's it right there. Yeah, so this, I think, looks relatively well protected, but... um, You can't protect against the ocean. You need insurance. Man, we need to shut our broke asses up, man. Act our ways. I think what happens when, like, you have this kind of money is that you don't, like, you and I are having this conversation right now because we think about monthlies. We're going, like, how much am I spending a month? Oh, shit, the taxes of this, the maintenance is this, the fees of this, my, uh, what is it, uh, HO, house of something, HOA is this. When you're worth billions of dollars, like, that is a drop in the bucket. Like, you don't even care about the little fucking $15,000 you're spending in insurance. and Not even billions. Billion. Not even a billion. No, hundreds of millions. Not even hundreds of millions. Whatever Charlotte got. Only thing you care about is everybody being trustworthy and and, and crossing the T's and dotting the I's. But to to that point, like, you know, you'll see certain things and you might not even, you know, you're like, you might not even look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a limited amount of beachfront property located around Los Angeles, California that has this level of luxury and privacy. Yeah. This is, if you look at, if you look at Malibu homes, beautiful. They're actually like lunch boxes. They're usually stacked right up next to each other. If you're having an argument with your fucking brother, your neighbor's next door hearing the argument. Mm. That stretch, like I'd be surprised if that's actually in Malibu. I wonder if that's actually further up the beach, but it doesn't it's matter. Beautiful. But that stretch right there is so unbelievably rare, especially for that area of Los Angeles. And you're within like an hour, 45 minute drive from like downtown Los Angeles, like for real business shit. This is to me, I mean, like, it's beautiful. It's just so rare. When yeah, you're looking dude. at buying treasure, you're looking for rarity, right? I'm this not is mad a at piece it. of treasure. That's not even real estate. I'm like, not mad at it. It's, Live like, your it's life. like buying your Antigua. They got that private beach right here. Anguilla. Anguilla. And then have yeah. all their friends and family come. No, it's out. beautiful. That's I mean, beautiful. I, I bet you there's not two other pieces of real estate in Malibu that look like that. No, it's beautiful. There might not be one of them. It's probably man. not. It's just the most expensive. Who, who, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, yeah. not even look like it like in terms of how the house is designed, yeah. but like actual physical property in oh. Malibu. Because if you look at typical Malibu homes, like look at the one Kanye owned. It's a fucking railroad. It's like Fire Island. Literally. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. yeah. So. God bless, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, you'd be looking at something like that and think that's so out of your realm of possibility and might not be. But you got to think about what these people buy. Like, they're not buying a home and thinking that money's going out the drain. They're buying no, something that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an asset. appreciating yeah. asset. Absolutely. So, so when our broke asses are 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 looking at a purchase like that, they're like, God damn, two hundred down the drain. Because the most of the shit. Oh, I people, never thought that. I know, but I'm saying the average person is buying, looking at a purchase. They go, Wow, that's two hundred thousand, two hundred million that are gone. I just want to know what the house does. <laughs> we have the underground. Uh, Taylor. Oh. Why? <laughs> Taylor, ain't nobody Are buying two hundred million dollar underground. Okay. Have a underground at all? Of course it is underground, but that's not why it's worth two hundred million. He's, he, I'm not saying that. He just asked what he have in it, and I'm like, it has an underground under it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Oh. Uh, everybody, fuck you. Everybody, so we're now guys. Just reel it in. Reel it in. I'm gonna keep my. Um, verify. 
The funny shit is they can't hear Taylor. So they think we tripping. They looking at us like, what tell, the tell, fuck? Tell, tell, why do you think it's worth 200? Tell the people. Why do you think it's I didn't worth say it's, I don't think this is why it's worth 200. All yeah. I'm saying is I'm sure they have a secret underground. That's all I'm saying. So if you were going to buy the apartment or the home and they were like, this is $200 million. And I want to see what the secret highways are. Yeah, that's where that's where you find the value. Why not just buy a secret highway? Yeah. Why not just build an underground bunker, Taylor, instead of spending twenty million dollars? I'm sure that one has it already. That's what I'm saying. I think if it did, it would have told us in the. Uh, it you know what but it's it does a secret. It does. It How, does. They should tell us. They do. It goes right into the ocean too. So like they can like go down into the underground thing and walk this? out into the water. They can go out into the water like a half a million feet from what I was heard. Mm. So if like something ever happens. The Carters will be tucked away under the Pacific Ocean. Look, and that's what I cool. expect from it. So it is what it is. Okay. Let me be great. Go ahead. You mean let you be great? You didn't no, buy the because, house? No, because I know. <laughs> <laughs> let me be great. Taylor, we love you. Uh, what a love fucking you, idiot. Verify Twitter accounts. Share fake. This is crazy. Verified Twitter account share fake image of explosion near Pentagon causing confusion. A fake image purporting to show an explosion near the Pentagon was shared by multiple verified Twitter mm-hmm. accounts on Monday, causing confusion and leading to a brief dip in the stock market. Local officials later confirmed no such incident, incident had occurred, but y'all want fucking AI. Why? Why? Y'all think y'all can handle Why? AI. Why? Why? <laughs> y'all think y'all can handle fucking AI. Y'all can't handle fake tweets and fake photographs. That's only the beginning of what's to come, people. Well, what's the end of what's to come? Civilization. <laughs> Something bad gonna happen. This is the this is the we've been waiting on the Orson Well uh, Orson Wells War of the World type shit to happen. This is gonna be it, guaranteed. It's gonna be a catastrophic event that's not even fucking real that everybody's gonna lose their fucking minds for. Government officials aren't gonna know what to do. I don't know if it's gonna be, hey, we just heard this world leader say they got a nuclear bomb headed towards us right now. You got 25 minutes. How long it take nuclear weapons to get here, Chris? 25 minutes? 30 minutes? 25, 30 minutes to fucking react. What do you do? Got to verify it's real for do you, do you? If you're a world leader, do you have to sit around and be like, how do we know it's real? Verify it's real. Who, who we get on the phone? Blah, whatever. Before you fucking press the button back? Yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. Do you have time? What if you don't have time? You have to do it. What if you aren't even on speaking terms with the country already? You still have to do it. Well, that's what they get paid the big bucks for, dude. Do they? They don't get paid big bucks at all. They don't. Elected officials? Well, they find ways to get their money. I don't know, man. I just know that this shit is going to be fucked up. This is the beginning of so much fucked up shit. A dip in the stock market happened. This bullshit is affecting the world in real ways, and we've seen nothing yet. So here's where... Go, 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 go. You think it's going to lead to the end of humanity? Well, I don't think that. The people who have created this shit think that. No, but you just said it. Yeah, I've been saying this before I heard Elon Musk. I did, that's just common sense because mm-hmm. I know humans can't handle this shit. We talked about something earlier and we didn't say mutually assured destruction. But it was just like how humans can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. Humans, we, we cannot help but touch a hot stove. How, confident, how confidently do you believe that? Boy, what? Willing to put a, another wager on that one? Alex, what does it matter? You fucking idiot. My <laughs> God. That I'm was just saying. That was, that was very Taylor-like, Alex. I'm not no, going to lie. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 I'm
what, does it, what does it matter? Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm going to bet you that the end of the world happened. So right before the world happened. <laughs> yeah, you got to like yeah, do that. <laughs> nah, nah. Okay. You still got to cash it. This is bet, what bro. I would say. This is where AI becomes tricky. Ready? Mm-hmm. There are current... Okay. When AI is also relying on AI, in other words, there are stock portfolios that are managed by mathematical computations that are seeing fluctuations in the market and then making knee-jerk trades without human beings justifying or allowing or acknowledging those trades. They're just making those trades in real time. And I heard they've been doing a good job, too. Of course, they're doing great, mm-hmm. right? They're they're out competing humans, or else that's we what I've heard. Humans. Yeah, but if those things are reacting to fake AI news without being able to verify it, now you have AI that can be manipulated, reacting, or or AI reacting to AI. So, because there's no human to interface here and be like, is this a real story? Should we trade based on this? Those trades will just go straight through. When they do go straight through, you'll see these dips and fluctuations in the market, and that can be used to make money. For example, you could short a stock, release a fake story on AI. Now, all of a sudden, stock drops. You make your sale or you, whatever it is, uh, sell your short, and then and then you can make tons of money. I mean, this is almost like a bond. Uh, art. You, could, you could short an airline, create a fake airline disaster where three planes from a certain airline all manage to crash together. The stock will tank in ten minutes. Sell your short, and you you shorted it, and you're good. Now, of course, they was doing that with uh, they was doing that with fucking GameStop and all that shit on Reddit. Remember when they was doing that type of shit on um, what was that shit called? The bump stocks, I think it was called. But but that was more of a reaction to hedge funds trying to squeeze out GameStop. But I thought they were reporting like fucked up stories, and so it was something they were doing on Reddit that was manipulating the stocks and making the stocks to drop crazy. Well, well, the opposite. It was it was building up the stock. Oh, building up the stock. Okay, okay. okay and okay. they were doing that to punish these hedge funds that were trying to short the stock in gotcha, a, gotcha, into a gotcha, position gotcha, where gotcha. the stock and the company itself would fail. So think of like the hedge fund as like the billion dollar corporation, and think of uh, Wall Street bets as like the union that's part of that corporation. The only equal and opposite reaction to a single billionaire who has all this power is tens of thousands of workers yeah. that can decide not to wear. So they fucked over those hedge funds that were trying to fuck over the company. It was a really beautiful thing that happened. Yeah. And so you don't think they'll develop AI that will be able to detect when there's AI-generated news? That I think comes they out? will. And I think in, in this interim period, it's yeah. going to be... It's going to be but how tri- much disasters have to happen before that. And he's right. So so basically, <laughs> he's like, what we're ba- we're gambling on right now is hopefully not bi- a big enough disaster will happen before AI can calculate if the news story is fake and based on AI. Yeah. And that's the fingers crossed. Say something I, else yeah. too. Ian, bro, I love you. It's over though. What uh, in our master investor? Oh, don't do it. Ian, come <laughs> on, son. Come on, son. Ian, ah, Ian. stop. Ian, stop. bro. It's over. Why? No. Why? You better enjoy why? these good old days. Why? <laughs> you, you, you ain't shit. Tell them not to invest in AI. <laughs> That's what that is. No, for real. Ian, I was, Ian, tell them not to invest in AI because AI is trying to take people like you out. Okay? Yeah. What do I need Ian for? Human intuition. Yep. What? No, now, not speaking about Ian because Ian's a very smart, intuitive brother. That's, that's actually why yep. Ian is Ian. 
Most humans don't have that anymore, Schultz. But what I'm saying is you could make the argument that his value would increase in a time where... Ve he's very rare, though. That's good. That's you good. want rarity. Yeah. That's a he's $200 million dollar, uh, home in Malibu. Most people that they have that will be monitoring this shit are going to have to call 20 other people to figure out if, if this shit is fucked up. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And yeah. that's, I don't think everybody's built for this, man. I just don't think we're... I don't think the average human... I don't even think some of the above average humans are built for AI. Mm. I really don't. Mm. I really don't. Not when you have the Elon Musk of the world and the other dude that, you know, created ChatGPT telling us this shit is above us now, yo. Like, I, I really think it's just a great opportunity where we're going to have a bunch of new millionaires and billionaires just like during how? COVID. Of what? Because people are going to figure out ways to utilize AI to get rich. How? I mean, because if the AI takes up, this is another thing I was thinking about. If, and I think we talked about this, but if AI gets rid of all the jobs, let's say AI replaces 300 million jobs. Mm -hmm. what it was, what, how America is going to get money? Universal basic income? <laughs> no, I think that the other jobs will pop up. Like what? AI is replacing everything from McDonald's workers to financial advisors to paralegals. I mean, to, it's not like, the first time an industry has been, been wiped out. I mean, they, not they, like they, this. This is I different. Know, I know, I know. But people used to get around on horseback. Now they get around in cars. Like, the people that worked on those horses, their kids had to transfer to other positions. Maybe they had to work on cars. You know, like there's definitely different things that people can do that are going to be, you know, in cahoots with AI. I hear everything y'all saying, but this is different. Like this is like, and, and I actually, the reason Has I've done anything good besides make like Biggie sing. That uh, shit was fire. Yeah. like That was the first AI song I heard that was fire. It was cool. The mini men shit. With Biggie oh. doing the hook and Tupac rapping Mini Men. No, the most fire oh, one. That shit was fire. Frank Sinatra doing Fire! That one was crazy. I fell off a little bit when it got to the uh, skeet skeet motherfucker. That line was great. But the, but the beginning part. Um, oh, skeet skeet goddamn. I like the beginning, Dude. man, when he was like, um, uh, how does how, how, how Lil John get Logo on? He's like, let a sweat drift down, down my balls. balls. That shit was fire. Son, there we go. That that's shit was the, fire. That's the best that AI has provided us so far. Yep. Well, shall we do some do. asking idiots? Yeah, that's what they do. They they rock us to sleep with entertainment. Mm. <laughs> While we busy singing Frank Sinatra, the sweat drips down my balls. The world is going to shit. There you go. Give them bread and circus. That's a great opportunity for anybody paying attention. For what? How though? How though? So, all right. Let's say it's wiping out three hundred million jobs allegedly. So let's say my industry, for example. I have a studio. We make. You're done. Wait, look. We don't need you, Alex. So you <laughs> can't. The, the AI doesn't just know what to do. Someone still has now, to tell. So you're not thinking. You, you, this shit is. Now but, it doesn't. But look. And give it a minute. Al, so You're so, not going to get this out. Yeah. No, yeah. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I'm no, saying. Just... But, but, but you, you, you do realize when the guy stepped down from Google. Yeah. You know the reason he stepped down, right? It wasn't he, just to warn people. You know what the reason was. What he knows the danger, the potential danger. He that said this shit them. is evolving at such a rapid pace. Yeah, they're not going to need you, Alex. I get that. By the end of the year, we're not going to know what AI could potentially. I get do. that, but people still have to figure it out. People still have to figure out how to use it. So, like right now, I'm utilizing it to make my business more efficient. So, like now, I'm telling people that I have that they cut clips and stuff like that. I'm like, hey. You get need to get on this, utilize how to make your job more efficient, and now you can cut more clips and make more money. 
what about we what, what are about more productive? What about when the AI stops listening to you and does what it wants to do? I see, but now you're doing all this. <laughs> no, that's what like, the, that's what the guy, that's what the CEO of ChatGPT is saying. That's what the dude who stepped down from Google is saying. That's what Elon Musk is saying. That's why they're saying pump the brakes on this shit. I'm sure there's and that's what you just said with the, with the stock thing. How do we know that all those people that are saying that are just trying to give themselves time to develop their own AI? How, how do we? You How know do we Elon. not know? This is what Elon's doing. Yes. Elon is working on his own AI. There's, yeah, yep. there's other things that, there's other companies are working on their AI. And what they want is everybody to slow the fuck down because open AI is so far ahead of everybody. Yep. Google tried to drop theirs. It kind of flopped. There were some issues. I think Microsoft tried to drop theirs. It flopped. There were some issues. So they're all like, we need to put the clamps on this AI thing because they don't have their version of it just yet. Yep. Hey, y'all can say what y'all want. I love yep. the optimism, but I'm with Ice Cube. I'm suing anybody who motherfucking manipulates. As you should. Yeah. Ask an idiot. Because Let's when go. that Andrew <laughs> Schultz stand-up special comes out, as long as I'm getting paid. And it's AI show. As long as I'm getting paid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you, you're going to feel differently. Uh, what do we got? Asking idiots. Asking idiots. Uh, I loathe you all. This is for Charlotte. Being from the South, have you ever heard of the airwax test before you get some? <laughs> Listen, young man or young woman, stop playing with me. Okay. I'm the one that told y'all about the motherfucking earwax yeah. test. All right, I know you might be 20, so you know you knew here. So you was 10 when we was out, out, out when we was outside, outside. Okay, you was 10, so you're probably a new brilliant idiots listener. I appreciate you, but I'm the one who bought the earwax test mainstream. What Taylor? Give Taylor the mic. No Taylor. What did you say? What did you say? What did you say, Taylor? You... You're putting your finger in the girl's ear. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly how it happens, too. <laughs> I thought you were trying to seduce her that way. You have weird ways. Next question. <laughs> Seducing a girl. Here's a good question. Her. <laughs> Chris Robinson, 34. Billy is a wild place, boy. With the success. <laughs> he's had, Taylor, with the success that he's had at Marvel, do y'all think James Gunn will make DC cool again, Charlotte? Is that my guy, Chris? Is that Chris Chris? No. Is that Chris who used to work at uh, Marvel? I don't know if that's Chris he's around. Salute to Chris if that is. That's my guy. Um, will he make DC cool again? Yeah, if the movies are good. Like, I mean, listen, everything goes in cycles, right? Like, Marvel had a, a decade-long run of dominance. You know what I mean? Some people are questioning Marvel right now. So if DC comes out and, you know, they start somewhere, maybe, maybe the Flash is the new start. If they start with the Flash, we, we might be looking at the Flash 10 years from now, the way we looked at Iron Man 10, 10, 11 years ago. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You just, you never know. Like, it's just literally about the product. You know, I'm, nothing is historically whack. Mm. You know, DC is not whack by any means. It's just that the DC movie universe has not been good. The DC comics are, are cool. They're decent. You know what I mean? I, I mean, some people will say more than cool. The DC cartoons are fire. I like the DC, mar uh, the DC movies that are about the bad guys. The Harley Quinn and the Joker and shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, DC can be cool. It's just all about the product at the end of the day. I don't have anything, like, I'm not against DC. It's just the shit hasn't been good. Yeah, once it's good. What is it? Uh, victories here heal all wounds? Yeah. Um, what's your retirement look like for y'all and around what milestone? Question mark. That's from HOH underscore SE. 
what does retirement look like for you? I mean, retire. They always. I, I was always told retirement's not an age; it's an income. I don't believe that. I used. I used to think that when I heard it because it sounds good, mm-hmm. but that's not true. Because if that was the case, there'd be plenty of billionaires who would have hung it up already. You know what I'm saying? I think as long as you love what it is you do, and you have a drive to do what it is you do, my purpose is different though. Like I, my drive is, I, I literally like putting people in position. Mm. That's what I like. I like, I like being the exec. That's what I like. I don't know what everybody else trying to do. I don't know. Maybe everybody else trying to stick in front of the cameras and the microphone for a long time. I like seeing that next person do what it is they do. I like being responsible for stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's what I like. And so for me, if, if, if retirement, retirement probably would look like just doing that. Like sitting around getting my my my, my Clarence Avon on, you know. I think that's good. Yeah, I think for me, if it's like actual retirement, retirement, like there's going to be a point in my life where, like right now, I'm really happy when I'm working constantly and I have a lot of things to do and my mind is focused on these goals that I'm trying to achieve. And I would really like a part of my life to be dedicated towards finding joy in the opposite in doing nothing and in enjoying a beautiful day and not feeling like I have to accomplish things to feel good about myself, like to just be able to fully kind of let go and relax and enjoy the things I have around me, you know, my family, my friends, you know, children, all the things. Mm -hmm. So that would be, that is a goal at a certain point in my life. And obviously I want to get the financial security first so I can do that. But uh, that that is definitely a goal. Let me ask you this: We can end on this because this is. A, I was thinking about this, right? You're a stand-up comedian. I'm a I'm a media personality, you know, or whatever, right? And it's like you 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 still would probably want to do stand-up if you felt like there were things that nobody else was saying. Yeah. Like if you were looking at the field, yeah, and you're like, damn, there's nobody else saying this thing. Like, even if you went yeah. and found other people and poured into them, they still not saying this thing. Yeah. I think that's what probably would keep you going. Because I know for me as a as a radio personality, it's like I look around the field and it's like, damn, man, it feel like everybody doing what I was doing 10 years ago. So it's like, yeah. whack now. And then you look yeah. and you're like, well, did I look like that? Did I... Yeah. Something like that, yeah. like was, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like when you see everybody doing the same shit, it's like, all right. So what? Let's let's figure out what's next. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being at the forefront is really important. You know, I, I see it obviously with you and and you know with me as well. It's like how can we be doing something that nobody else is doing? And part of being at the forefront is understanding that there are going to be other people that are influenced by you, and that's beautiful. You want to share the things that you kind of create with other mm-hmm. people, and you hope that they have success with them but at the same time what makes you a trailblazer is by wanting to do something different than everybody else so you just got to keep on doing different things and that's the cool fun motivation how can you take it to the next level yeah because you know i I pay attention to everything uh, i pay even if i i may may not acknowledge everything but i pay attention to a lot of things and i I constantly hear people reference breakfast club or reference brilliant idiots as you know their template to a lot of things and you know i'll be like yeah but you know you're doing like our old shit and you're really not doing it to the highest level because there's a difference 
in talking about people. It's a difference between talking about people and talking to people. Mm. I think that's not something people forget, right? Yeah. You can go pull up interviews, conversations with me talking to people and telling them those things I would say when they weren't around. Yeah, it's, it's easy to talk about. It's easy to it's <laughs> easy to set up a podcast in your basement or at your friend's house or wherever and like talk about people. Yeah. But the real conversations and real understanding happens when you talk to people. Yeah. But I'm a, I've always said I'm a curious person, right? That's yeah. why, you know, even with the Shock Jock label, cool. But I'm a curious person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So being that I'm a curious person, a lot of things that I say come through curiosity. I want to know why this person is like that or why did they do this yeah. or what made them say this, blah, blah, blah. So it might come with jokes and whatever else. But when I'm talking to that person, I'm going to say it to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's why people never really had a problem coming to have those conversations with me because they realize this dude ain't just slandering, performing, yeah. whatever, whatever. The people I have done that to haven't had conversations with me. Yeah. <laughs> you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's up, think about, that's think about that. That's on them. The yeah. people I've actually, when I when I'm in performative mode and I'm just saying shit, to say shit, those people haven't had conversations with me. But the curious ones, I'm I'm actually expressing curiosity. Those people have come and sat down. So I would just say I just feel like it's the difference between, you know, talking about people and talking to them. Everybody's talking about people now. That I, shit ain't impressive. I, I will I would say this though, is that I think creatively, especially when you're in your like uh, adolescence, you need a North Star. You need someone that you look up to and someone you admire. And I'm sure you had somebody that you're like, oh, I love how they're doing it. It doesn't mean that you have to do it exactly like that. Yeah. But like their authenticity is what inspires your creativity and makes you want to be authentic. So we have to accept it. Like we are that for people. We might be that for them in podcasting. You might be that for them in media. I might be that for them in stand up. And that's awesome. And that's an honor, you know, and they hopefully will continue to curate things and then find their own lane. But in the beginning, you just need to know that there's someone who's who looks at the world kind of like you do, even though they're way better than you. And then just following that because it gives you some comfort. You know, like I remember seeing Patrice O'Neill and then being like, holy shit, like th there it is. Like there's the best version of stand up. And it just gave me hope that I wasn't crazy. Like I had an idea of stand up I wanted to do despite it doing poorly some nights or, or good in other nights. But then seeing it done at the highest level, I was like, okay, this is good. This, this is it. This, this, it can be done, et cetera. So, um, yeah. that's so interesting, man, because the difference between like, you said you saw that in Patrice, but imagine if you would have got to see the whole totality of Patrice. I know. Like we've seen like the whole totality of a Dave yeah, or the whole totality of a Howard Stern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or even these young NBA players, they've seen the whole totality of a Braun. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not look at the best version of that person? Don't get me wrong, we all got to go through whatever we got to go through. But why, why, if you've seen somebody for 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is, why get the worst you look at the, parts to them? I think you look at the parts that serve what you need in that moment. So it's like, sometimes that is the best. Like, there's a kid out there who's like, fuck, I didn't even know that I could be dealing with mental health issues. And I read this guy's book and like really helped me understand myself. And it's really helped me. That's like, 
that's probably what you would argue is one of the best parts of you. That's the be- To me, that's the best you, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah, yeah. another young kid that loves busting balls. That loves sniffing those seats. Mm-hmm. Real talk. And, and, and he doesn't know that he has anxiety about keeping things in, so he just has to get things out. And he sees somebody else do it and get rewarded for it and it's hilarious and is like, and all of a sudden starts going, oh shit, I'm not a weirdo. There are other successful people that are like me. I got my North Star yeah, right now. Yeah, and then maybe yeah, yeah. he will 20 years later, like you, get to a point in his career where he's like, oh, shit, I got to work on some of these things. There, there's a reason no, why won't. I was so compulsive. No, they won't. Come Only on, you could do no, that. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. I'm telling y'all, young stupid <laughs> motherfucker. No, no, listen. I'm telling all you young stupid motherfuckers watching this right now. If you do what I was doing 12 years ago, you are it. not going to. <laughs> you are not. They're not letting y'all do make those kind of mistakes no yeah. more. You're going to be stuck on YouTube, yeah. owning your YouTube page. Yo, God bless YouTube. <laughs> YouTube is the GOAT. Word That's where we want to be. Word is bond. Nothing wrong with YouTube. Strong. Nothing wrong with YouTube, but it ain't, you know, if, if, if you, if you want to do more, eh, you're limiting okay. yourself. So that, um, that question about retiring, you said that the main thing you look forward to now is like, the executive role, putting people on and watching the next ones come up. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, why do you still do what you're doing now? Like the media I love side. It. I love it. I still got to yes. drive for it. And I feel like everybody's doing the same thing. So it's like, yo, let me show, let me, sh- let me, sh- let me, the way y'all studied whatever first, however many, I've been doing radio 25 years. That first half of what y'all studied, let me show y'all what it looks like uh-huh. when a person grows and evolves, especially in fucking hip-hop. I said this on Vlad TV the other day. It's like, yo, we put ourselves in these boxes. And, you know, I look at it from, I watch it from learning. I learn it from watching rappers. Mm-hmm. You got the rapper who came in the game, talking that gangster shit, talking that hood shit, talking that thug shit. Never stop doing that. Eventually, they hit that glass ceiling. You look up and you think it's, you think, you know, you can go farther, but you hit that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. But then there's Jay-Z who constantly grows and evolves with every album, you know, does an album, he's talking about therapy, fatherhood, you know, uh, uh, trying to be a good man, his, 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 his wife, Nas, rapping about brunch on fucking Sundays, mm-hmm. making some of the best music of his career, you know what I mean? On top of all of the great business investments and everything that he makes now, like he's been a part of $2 billion acquisition. He's been invested in two things that have been sold for over a billion dollars. Like, I'm looking at, those guys, and I'm realizing, like, like I said, look at the look at the whole totality of a person. I still love what it is that I do, and I look forward, especially with Breakfast Club, to helping whoever we put in that third throne, being able to assist them in taking the fuck off, mm. even more than that person probably already is taking the fuck off. Mm. You know, that's the type of shit I like. I look forward with Black Privilege Publishing putting out people's books, helping people tell their stories. Same thing with SBH Productions. You know, putting out audio scripted content that eventually turns into television and movies and documentaries. You know, same thing with my production company, See the God World. Same thing with Black Effect Podcast Network. Like, that's what I like to do. I like watching motherfuckers take off. That's what's mm. fun to me. But people who bring something different to the marketplace. Because right now, I feel like everybody's doing the same thing. And that's, a, that's, that's the shock job thing. And I don't see how that shit is sustainable. If everybody's doing if it. If everybody's doing it. You know what I mean? I just don't see it. Um, okay. That's it. As always, if you think we're smart, you think we're intelligent, you think we're brilliant, you're absolutely right. 
But if you think we're just a couple idiots who don't know shit, you're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening. 